My name is Aiden Carney. So known as Turtle Boy. He is a senior editor for Turtle Boy Daily News. I'm a big fan. We've broken hundreds of stories uh, that the mainstream media won't touch. Some blogger in Massachusetts who's getting to the bottom of this better than anybody. Why is it Turtle Boy that is covering such important issues? Where is the rest of the media? You did not say that you were going to take my baby out of revenge and make him a transgender baby. Stop it. Don't you want to ask some questions? I know you do. I do. I, I know you do. People don't like the things that I say and want me to stop saying them. But I won't. I'm never going to stop. These are the kind of stories that must be told. How's everyone out there doing tonight? Good, good, excellent. Welcome to the live show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your fearless host. They call me Uncle Turtle Boy, or at least they used to. They call me Doctor. Uh, that's my preferred pronoun is Doctor. That's also my Twitter account handle at Doctor Turtle Boy because if Jill Biden's a doctor, then I'm certainly a doctor. Although a lot of people have called me Daddy lately, which I kind of like too. I, I I don't mind being called Daddy, so you can call me Daddy, Doctor. Uncle, whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. Just be here every, normally every Tuesday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. Tonight is not a Tuesday night. Tonight is a Monday night. We're missing, keep me updated on that Jets-Bills game. I heard Aaron Rodgers got hurt or something. Does that happen? That would be the most Jets thing ever if that really happened. I just noticed Zach Wilson's playing, which is phenomenal. But it's a Monday, uh, so it's not normally our night. But this is the last time we're going to have a live show, obviously, before uh, court on Friday. It seems like a long way away, but it's really not. So big day in court on Friday. Uh, hopefully a lot of you guys are coming. People in the comments, you guys, are you guys coming tonight? Give me a one in the comments if you're coming tonight. Let me know if you're coming to the protest on Friday. We're going to be getting there at 7.30 a.m. Nice and early. I'll probably be there before that. Who am I kidding? So I'll be there nice and early uh, And because uh, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. I am pumped for this court date. Uh, both inside and outside the courtroom, although we're going to have to talk about that. Something happened in Dedham today. We need to talk about that. 
Uh, but look at all these things. Look at all these ones. A lot of people are coming. It's great to see. Hope to meet a lot of you there. I'm sure I've met a lot of you already. Wear your free camera read stuff if you got it. If you don't, bring a sign, whatever you got to do. So how it's going to work, guys, is uh, like I said, I'll be live streaming it from the courthouse steps on Friday morning. And then I'll be going into the courtroom, sitting through the hearing, which I imagine it, I don't know, it might be a longer it might be a longer hearing than the usual ones because there's so many motions. And I I heard there might be more coming down the pipe too. Like we already have like the, the bail reduction one. Then you got all these other ones. What are the other ones? The Google Nest one. There's all those ones that came in last week, all of them. They're all going to be heard. So this could be explosive. A lot of new shit is gonna, has happened since then. We'll see what if Judge Canoni is, is uh, back to being Auntie Bev or if she's Judge Canoni 2.0. Uh, now that they've kind of put her in check with that motion to recuse, hopefully that will harass up and she'll be a little bit more fair and decent. Now, of course, the most fair and decent thing to do would be to drop the charges immediately against Karen Reed and, uh, investigate arrest and charge the people who not only killed John O'Keefe, but participate, participated in the cover up of his murder after the fact. So, but uh, they got bigger plans. Uh, tomorrow is Tuesday. And rumor is that there's a duty status hearing tomorrow. Rumor. No, that's not, I don't report rumors. I'm just saying a lot of people have said that. And those are big deals, the duty status hearings. Uh, and they didn't announce which troopers will be called in for the duty status hearing. Um, but it's interesting timing. These are very rare. They don't happen very often. And they're a very big deal with the Massachusetts State Police. So we'll see if uh, Michael Proctor uh, is one of those. He certainly should be one of those. Uh, I don't know if Al Allie McCabe, I, I assume she quit school. I mean, she's, how can she go to school? She's like, you have to, at a moment's notice, you could be called. I don't think, I think the fact that Colin left school is a sign that Allie did too. I think they were advised by the feds. Like, don't, don't go too far. Like we 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 could use you at a moment's notice. Plus like, so Paige asks, uh, what is a duty status hearing? A duty status hearing is a uh, when the state police call in a trooper and they uh, have a hearing on their duty status, like AKA, like will you be suspended or not? And they do this if, if one of the criteria for uh, you know being placed on leave or whatever is you are under investigation. I was like, that's the first thing under criminal investigation. Doesn't have to be convicted doesn't have to be charged it just has to be under you cannot uh, uh you know you cannot continue to work if you're under investigation now the problem with proctor is he's not under any investigation like with the district attorney's office he most likely is and i did have a conversation so i have sources now there are people in the norfolk county district attorney's office now um who i have confirmed do work for the norfolk county da's office who are talking, man. And I, I had a very interesting phone call today. A very interesting phone call. I'll give you some tips. That, again, this is this is from a source in the Norfolk County DA's office. Let me just, so I don't, you know, I verified that it was in fact somebody who works there. I'm not going to say the gender or the name because they didn't give me a name or age or anything like that. But this is a legit source. So they they told me 
Let me see what we got here. I'll, I'll give you a couple updates. Hmm. Time out. All right. So that the like so this person is in the office a lot. That office in Canton, and that they have personally seen FBI agents in there on four separate occasions. Four separate occasions. And I said, you know, I said, is it a female? Because one of the lead FBI agents on this case, I know is a fact, is a female. And he said, yes. And it matches the exact description of the female that I'm talking about. And that they are in his office. They're asking for personal phone numbers for people that work in the office, they're going to, they're getting their phones. Like, like I'm telling you right now, the target of this investigation is Michael Morrissey himself. They're going right to the top and that as they should, as they should, I've said from day one that this guy is actively is, is the, is really the ultimate super boss villain of all this is Michael Morrissey. None of this happens without his blessing. And he's the one that's continuing to do this. Also, Adam Lally, I've been told from reliable sources, is on the verge of a mental breakdown. Uh, Adam Lally is not used to this sort of thing. Adam Lally liked his cheese sandwich life in Norwood. He had a very nice, boring life where he went to work every day, made whatever he made, 90 grand, 95 grand, whatever he makes a year. And, uh, you know, you, he gets to put the hair gel in and, and go to and clock in and feel important. And uh, Lunchbox apparently has been coming into work very upset, very upset, like on cry, almost crying, not actually crying, but like clearly upset. And that the source is telling me that you're getting to them. Like you are bothering these people. And particularly one anecdote they gave, and this person was at, the uh recent little wine and cheese thing the other day as were all employees of the norfolk county da's office in quincy and he was particularly perturbed by the fact that we had people in there taking pictures like that bothered him because they went through immense precautions to make sure that none of us got in and we all got in somebody said did his wife ever get back to you over the sandwich so that also that there's some issues like we're causing problems in their personal lives as well, which is really unfortunate because Karen Reed has a lot of problems in her personal life too right now. And it's all because of Michael Morrissey, Adam Lally and Michael Proctor. They should have, per I I'm glad they have pr problems in their personal lives. They deserve it. They deserve it. I am so sick of hearing about how we need to leave Jen McCabe alone. She's not being charged with a crime. She's a witness. No, she's a cop killer. She's a cop killer. Like, never forget that. Somebody said the other day, oh, she's not a murderer. It, really? Just to be clear, Gemma McCabe, you know why she Googled how long to die in cold at 2.27 a.m.? She Googled how long to die in cold at 2.27 a.m. Because he hadn't died yet. He wasn't dead yet. If he was dead, then she wouldn't need to Google that. He was alive. And the plan was to put him outside to die. 
That is conspiring to commit a murder. That's what that is. That is not some innocent thing. She conspired to murder a man. She might not have hit him in the head or beat him up or any of that stuff. But any woman in that case who would not immediately say, whoa, 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 we need to call 911. Figure out a story. Figure out a story. Say, say he hit you. Say he attacked you. Punch somebody in the face. Give him like a black eye. You know, maybe do something crazy. Throw yourself down a flight of stairs. I don't know. Do something. You got to do something. You got to call 911 and then you need a plan. The plan cannot be to throw him out on the lawn. That cannot be the plan and blame Karen Reed and send her to jail. Nope, 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 nope. When you do that, you, you are not allowed to go on living a normal life. I'm sorry. You will not get any rest from me. And I've taken it easy on them. So uh, Canton High School football, I guess. People are messaging me the other day that the opener. So the younger Albert son plays for Canton High School. And of course, obviously. And I guess at the last game, I don't know if Colin was there or not. I've never seen Colin in the flesh. I'd like to. I have some questions for him. But I guess Chicken Parm Charlie was there. Jem McCabe was there, of course. Why? I mean, why is she there? What, is that is that not the most towny thing in the world? Like you don't have any boys, Jen. You only have daughters. Why are you going to the football game? What are you doing at the? Do you care? Like no, you're doing this because of that. You know, you're doing this because you just want to be seen at a town event and you just like to be part of like, oh, look at rah, rah, rah. I like the football team because I was like, did I tell you in 94, I was the most attractive. I know it's hard to believe with my teeth and everything, but I swear to God, I am. So enough. I'm just so sick of the people being like, oh, maybe we should ease up on Jim McCabe. Maybe we shouldn't actually. Maybe we should increase it. That's what we should do. Maybe Jim, maybe I haven't seen Jim McCabe since the lacrosse incident. And she needs to be reminded who her daddy is. Because it's not Matt McCabe. I'm his daddy too. <laughs> so maybe maybe we need to come back. And also, I've been told that Chicken Palm Charlie was a regular in the DA's office until somewhat recently. Uh, and that the last time they saw an FBI agent in the office was about three weeks ago. This is what people are telling me. So yeah, it's like I have no sympathy. There isn't a single person in this that I have any, any sympathy for, except for Karen Reed and her family. That's literally it. Nobody deserves sympathy. When I first saw this, read about the story, I'm like, oh, wow. Tough, you know, tough situation here. You know, your kid does something stupid and you want to protect the family. Tough situation that they're in. I get it. I get it. But then I've started once I heard that Jen McCabe goes out in public, once I heard that she does like, I I'm like, okay, so at least Brian Albert is really doing what he's supposed to be doing. Hiding like a cornered rat. Like that's what you should be doing is moving out of Canton, picking shit up, leaving. But no, Jen McCabe is so arrogant that she insists on still living life. Like everything's normal. Like she didn't murder someone like the whole world that can't read the newspaper or, or turtle boy or wherever and read about this. So, yeah, I don't think Brian Albert, I mean, Brian Albert, in, in, sadly, like, like I said, they call him the brains in this whole thing. He's the smart one. He's the one that doesn't show up to this shit. The rest all seem to. So uh, I have also been told that Morrissey is just seems to have no idea, like none, that he's under federal indictment. 
Like everybody who's under federal indictment knows it. Like weird shit starts happening to you. You hear you hear weird shit on the phone. You're noticing weird people following you. Like the FBI shows up in your office and asks for phones. That, that's usually like a tip. Like you're under FBI investigation. But anyway, we'll see what uh, all these people, it's going to go down. I mean, we'll see what happens. Anyway, on Friday, so that's the plan on Friday. So I don't know how long court's going to be. But um, I'm going to try. I got to get like a hotspot or something. I can't get internet in the goddamn courtroom. And we need to fix that. So I got to get internet in there. I got to like tweet from there or something with updates. And afterwards, obviously, I'll be sitting in the last row. I sat in the second row the first time. That was a mistake because they exit the rows back row first. And I need to be the first one out because I need. She can't. If Jen McCabe comes, I have to interview her. And if that fat cow, Carrie Roberts comes, I've never confronted Carrie Roberts. I, I hate that. I hate Carrie Roberts. I hate that woman with a passion. At first, I didn't know how to feel about her. But the more I think about Carrie Roberts and what she did, right? She wasn't in the house. She obviously wasn't involved in that. But she knows goddamn well everything that happened. And she's supposed to be John's friend. And she's doing this shit. And she's hanging out with these scumbags who she knows murdered John and she's still with them. What a horrible friend. What a horrible, disgusting friend living in a house, exposing her kids to domestic violence, her and her husband getting charged and, you know, calling the cops, drinking all the time, bunch of trash bags. These people, bunch of trash bags. So anyway, I hate Carrie Roberts. So yeah, she's soulless trash. I'm going to aim you on that. She is soulless trash. So anyway, um, that's, what we'll do Friday. And then all well, afterwards, uh, I, I've heard that there's going to be some sort of press conference on the stairs afterwards that I don't want to miss. So hopefully I get my interviews done and then the defense attorneys come out and we have some type of interview. I'll tell you who won't be holding any interviews. Uh, the district attorney's office will not be holding any interviews because they don't talk to press. Uh, they, they have nothing to say. Usually they do. Usually that's like the DA's representative on the stairs being like, we're going to get justice. And the victim's family being on the stairs like, we demand justice. None of them will do that because they're all clowns. All these people are clowns. And so I can't wait. Like every single person who starts showing up on behalf of this lynching, because that's what it is. They're trying to lynch this woman. And at any person who shows up on that side, I don't care. You're guilty. You're, you're a bad person if you're showing up on that side. Yes, you deserve to get booed. The only people we're not going to boo are, are his brother and his parents. Everyone else gets booed. I don't care. I'm booing them. People are like, oh, you shouldn't boo them. No, I'm booing them. That's what you do with people you don't like. You boo them. They're garbage. Garbage. Now, the O'Keefe's a little different. Uh, I think they're shitty. Like, what they're doing is shitty. But the optics of it all, I don't think it's good luck. So I'm going to invite them to our peaceful protest for John. So that's my plan. I'm going to invite them. Oh, if Carl comes, we all know Carl's getting booed. And does anybody have the name of Carl's stupid friends that came with them? I like to know their names because I want to be able to call them out by name. Laura Sullivan, if I see that heifer there, she's getting booed. Jill Thomas, Kerry. I mean, I know who all these characters are now. They're all getting it. They're all getting booed. Anybody who shows up with the Justice for JJ bullshit pin. Oh, God. At least Jill Daniels is the smartest not to show up anymore. All right. Anyway, um, so then on Friday night, 
we're going, we're, we, we sold out rather quickly. We're doing a meet and greet. Uh, I'm going to do like a live Q and a session at the star drive-in theater on the Taunton Lakeville line. And, oh, okay. The names are people. Anthony Bianco. That's his name. Anthony Bianco. Oh, is that Ken Dugall who is with him? <sighs> so apparently Ken Dugall, by the way, runs this account called Pat's Nation. That is one of these plethora of, of troll accounts that just sits there all day and tweets about this shit. And it's like Pat's Nation. And he messaged me a while back. Let me see if I got this message. So this guy, the Pat's Nation account messaged me a while back. Um, let's see. Pat's Nation. Okay. So he's blocked me now, but he would troll. Well, like what kind of shit is that? You're going to troll someone forever and then you block them? That's weak. He messages me on June 27th and he says, Aiden, I was hoping we could do an interview over some pizza and chicken fingers. July 2nd, Aiden, can we do an interview, please? And then I go, and on July 4th, I said, okay. He goes, creepy Carney, there she is. I said, go Pats. He goes, no, no, Pats Nation does not claim you after you gave us a bad name in Buffalo. Shameful, really. I said, so are we getting chicken nuggets or not? And he says, chicken fingers. Add that to the list of things you can't get right. You know all about being forced to resign, peasant. And so he's just one of these accounts that just, you know, tweets at me all the time. And then he blocks me because apparently he got doxxed the other day, and rightfully so. So this loser, Ken Dougal, this chode, I dare you to show up for court, Ken. I dare you. We're not, it's not a threat or nothing like that, okay? I want to meet you. I want to have a conversation with you about why you're too much of a pussy to use your real name online. At least your cowardly, stupid brother, Carl, who is a joke with the assless chaps, at least he isn't afraid to put his name on the retarded shit that he says. But you, my friend, you are a coward extraordinaire. So uh, on Friday night, we're going to be at the Star Drive-In, and uh, they sold out tickets real quick. I'm doing like a meet and greet uh, question and answer thing. Nick Rocco is going to be interviewing me on stage there, and we're taking question, live questions from the audience, and people can submit questions to Nick in that um, Justice for John and karen facebook group i only do the one group i don't do the other group because we don't need two groups um and i don't want to be part of a group that blocked me quite frankly so um and you know that doesn't allow fundraising for karen if you don't allow fundraising for karen then you don't give a fuck about justice for john and karen you're just in it to feel fucking powerful i don't know but so the tickets for that were only on sale for like 36 hours there were posts made on it on the, I didn't even advertise it. It was, it was made up. That's why you got to join the group, man. You got to join the justice for the real justice for John and Karen group. The other group is not the real one. That's, that's the bootleg one. Join the real one. It's got like 16,000 followers. It's where all the important shit is. We don't do bullshit. We don't do teasers about like, Oh, guess what? Somebody's going down this week. And I bet this person has something to say. I bet and then nothing fucking happened. We don't do that in this group. We just do actual fucking, here's what's happening, blah, 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 blah. And no, I don't, I definitely, like, oh my gosh, Lisa, I like you. You're a really nice person, but uh, no, I do not need a security guard. I don't want a security guard. You should ask them if they need a security guard because I'm not, <laughs> they're much more afraid of me than I ever will be of them. Just understand that right now. So 
yeah, so that's Friday night. Um, tomorrow night at nine o'clock, I'm going to be on the Chrissy Mayer show. So go subscribe to her channel, M A Y R. We're going to be talking all about this today. I was on with uh, Larry, the DUI lawyer guy. It not, and it was, I like that. Some people in the comments afterwards were like, he didn't really know as much. That's the whole point, guys. That's the whole point. He has a platform, he's got 330,000 subs on his channel. So thousands of people are going to see that video who didn't know anything about this case. And Quite frankly, I've talked about this case so many times, pretty much every day for the last five months. I know this case inside and out. So I can just get on there, bam, 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 bam. Let's hit all the facts, hit all the important stuff. And you guys can too. And that's how we educate and find new people. Because the more people talk about this case online, the more misinformation spreads. Like I, I can't, I grip my teeth when I watch some of these channels. I'm like, oh, they got that shit wrong. They're getting it wrong. Even the people that are on our side are like, you know, they're, they get it, they miss parts, important shit, you know? So, uh, you'll be trolling Chrissy Mayer. Don't, I like Chrissy. She's, I think Chrissy's funny. So I'm going to be on her show tomorrow. Wednesday night, we're doing turtle club Thursday afternoon. I'm going back on grace curly. She's invited me back on for the day before. So I'll be going back on there, uh, for that. So, okay. Yeah. I wish, yeah, he hasn't seen the autopsy pics, but yeah, you know, but it's like, it's our job to educate them. So hopefully you guys enjoy that, but okay. So yeah. Um, if you guys want to contribute to the program, unfortunately you can't do the super chat because we had the wrong opinions about a certain president's vaccine mandate a couple of years ago. Wasn't a fan, but we just built our own. It's called turtle chat. If you click on the link at the top, uh, that brings you to the thing called turtle chat. You can donate whatever amount of money you want. When you do that, I will get a notification in my email and I will read it out loud to the class about the message that you sent. Or you can cash at me at dollar sign Uncle Turtle Boy. Let me read a couple right now. First one from Semolina. She says, this is in, this is in honor of Troll Homeo, who pretends he doesn't watch your shows, but keeps a tally on who donates and when. He can feel good knowing this was made in his honor. Yeah, Troll Homeo has to be functionally retarded. Like that guy, I assume it's kind of a guy. Um, whoever it is like that, he, that poor idiot. It's like, I am making a difference. Look at my timeline, dude. Nobody's taking you seriously. My guy, nobody. I have a million times the audience you have. I bring facts. You don't, you're called troll homeo. Uh, no one takes you seriously. I know you spend a lot of time thinking about me, whoever you are, but is what it is. And the fact that you like stock and keep track of who's donating to me is just so, so so fantastic. What a loser. Okay. Next up. Um, Paula sends 10 bucks and says, love what you're doing. Thank you, Paula. Love you too. Appreciate that. Uh, Tracy sends five bucks says you always cut the video before my purse with the free Karen Reed pin. Let it go a little longer. Next time I'll do that. Tracy. Thank you. Melissa sends 25 and says, I'll be with you all in spirits as I wear my free Karen Reed shirt in Disney world. Go get them, Doc, and all my fellow Turtle Riders. Oh, and by the way, thank you guys. Uh, I will be live streaming the Star Driving. So even if you're not there, you can still watch it. So we'll still do a Q&A there. Um, and yeah, so we'll still be able to do that. All right, next one. And that sends 10 bucks and says, not sure if you know this, so sorry if I'm being repetitive. There's pictures of Michael Proctor's parents and Jill Daniels hit like, hit like on about 40 of them. Going back to 210. Yeah, that's kind of been a thing we've covered pretty extensively in that is the relationship between 
the Proctors and the Alberts. Uh, that's pretty well documented, but thank you. Uh, Carl donates 10 bucks and says, Billy Tibbetts for body card. I'd love to see him kick Brian Albert's ass in a ring. Uh, I mean, Billy Tibbetts is crazy. Like we know what he did to Josh Abrams in jail. So wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I've, I've made up with Billy Tibbetts. Uh, he reached out to me. He, he sent like a, uh, an email to me basically saying, and he, he enjoyed the work on the Karen Reed stuff. And I agreed to take down all the blogs about him. So that's how things get done around here. So there we go. Um, okay. So there's that. Now check the cash apps. Uh, what do we got here in the cash app? All right. So we have here. Um, Wilson sends 10 bucks and says, Godspeed, Aiden. Thank you, Wilson. Christina sends Tensky and she says, from Christina, I love you, Kevin. There you go, Kevin. Uh, Seymour Butts sends 10 bucks and says, I want daddy to take me behind the woodshed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sharon sends 15 bucks and she says, for truth, see you Friday. We'll see you then, Sharon. Uh, Jim Young sends uh, 25 bucks and he says, I have to donate whenever I hear Troll Homeo. Troll Homeo, you've made me $45 tonight, man. Thank you, Troll Homeo. I appreciate the kindness. Uh, Jennifer sends 10 bucks and says, please keep using the word opine. It's a good word. I do opine a lot around here. Um, are there any more? I just got a notification. Hold on. I just got a notification that I did that David and Frank is my, is it not updating? Oh, there it is. David sends 20 bucks and says for turtle boy is the goat. Thank you, man. I appreciate that turtle. Uh, David, uh, and Frank K sends 20 bucks and says this rabbit hole has become Alice in wonderland. Yeah. This hole goes deeper than Jill Daniel snatch. <laughs> it's a big one, man. It is a big one. All right, so <laughs> that one just kind of came to me. All right, um, so anyway, let's just get started, right? Let's review what they're going to be talking about. So I thought tonight would be a good night to discuss. Uh, obviously, it's on short notice. I've only done one day's worth of um, stories since we last saw you on Saturday. And by the way, uh, the Rumble people, how many Rumble rats we got over there? Oh, Giovanni sends $2 on on. Rumble says these people are sick, twisted, delusional. Michael Morrissey is a fat pig, literally and figuratively. Shout out Tracy and Boston mom from Rumble. Yeah, we got 566 Rumble rats over there. Nice to see. Okay. All right. So let's just jump right into this, folks. Let's just jump right into this. Um, Aaron Rodgers out of football game. I love it. I love it, dude. I went on this guy Montanti's podcast a while ago. He's a Jets fan. And he's just like, oh, dude, we got Aaron Rodgers. You guys are done. I'm like, dude. He's like, we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, dude, I don't care who's on your team, man. It like it doesn't matter if you have Tom Brady. You're the Jets. Don't you understand that? Nice things can't happen to you. There's certain franchises. Like the Lions, I feel like, are less cursed. The Browns, I think, are cursed. But like the Jets are one of those cursed. Like, it's like the Cleveland Indians. Like, dude, you, you, it's not going to happen, man. I, I hate to burst your bubble. I know how the story ends. But anyway, let's review what we're going to be talking about. What's going to be on tap 
for review at this hearing, shall we? Okay. So first thing um, is the where to go, the Google search. We got to talk about the Google search because this needs to be laid to bed once and for all. Let me pull up the motions over here while I'm at it. All right, so the the mouth breathers out there were, uh, will tell you that uh, Jen McCabe didn't actually Google how long to die in cold at 2.27 a.m. because, and then Lally explain. He'll get up there and, and, oh my gosh. You know what we need to listen to right now? I'll, I'll, let's listen to Lally. I, I know you guys are going to hate me for this, but sometimes when, I, when you actually listen to the words that are coming out of your, his mouth, you'll realize how little actually comes out of his mouth. This motherfucker, I've never seen someone talk so much and say so little. Let me bring this up. Uh, Karen Reed, WCVD. Usually that's what I Google when I get it. Videos. Here it is. You can watch. Up on the screen. Oh, and by the way, one thing I got to mention about this. So there was a story I did two years ago. You might have remembered this. 17-year-old or 18-year-old, I forget, graduate of Dedham High School. His name is Alonzo. Uh, I don't want to get his last name right. I think it's Polk. Is it Alonzo Polk? Is that it? Was that his name? Alonzo. Yeah, Alonzo Polk. Okay. So he died at a graduation party in Dedham at a home owned by a state trooper or I don't know if he was a retired state trooper. His name was Jimmy Coughlin. And I wrote about this. Let me bring the blog up right now. Actually, TV daily news. Alonzo Polk. Oh yeah. Check this out. So uh, this story, right? So this Dedham police seek charges against former state trooper, Sheriff County uh, candidate, Jimmy Coughlin for furnishing alcohol at party where 17 year old was pulled from pool. Okay. So uh, there's the pool right there. A, a police have filed applications for a criminal complaint against the Dedham homeowners that hosted a party where a 17 year old was submerged in a pool. So I guess this kid fell into the pool and he couldn't swim. I don't know if he was drunk or not. I haven't followed this case that much. And yeah, so basically, except for the reason, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And so the mainstream media wasn't mentioning at the time that the home is owned by a state trooper. Actually, I think I was one of the first actually to report that. And he was an MSP detective. Now, I understand like with the stories we've done, you're inclined to believe like it's like they're the villains. I mean, that's I, I've seen the reactions to this on there and it's it's obviously negative towards the family. 
towards the Coughlin family. And I get that. Right. But with this case, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Like it's, it, it seems like a horrible accident, right? It seems like a horrible accident. Like the, and what got, what made this into a shit show was I guess the kids were drinking now that obviously that's a huge mistake. Like what kind of, how the fuck are you going to have kids drinking at your house? Like in your, a, a, a police, it's like, what is with these parents that do this shit? Like no underage kids will ever drink in my house. There's one thing I will guarantee you it will never happen. Especially if I was former law enforcement, you will never have, I will never, ever, ever have underage kids drinking at my house ever. If you're there, especially if you're there, oh, you can get in trouble even if you're not there. But if you're there, what are you thinking? But either way, the kid fell in the pool and drowned. I guess he was alone and it's tragic, right? Uh, this is avoidable for so many reasons. First of all, parents, um, teach your kids how to swim. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking sorry. Teach your goddamn kids how to swim. All of them. Like it's one of the most big, it's one of the first things you should do with them when they turn like age five is bring them to the goddamn pool or the lake or some shit and start teaching them how to swim. It's like one of the most valuable, like 70% of the earth is covered in water. How the fuck do you not know how to swim? Like that always boggled my mind. Learn how to fucking swim. Okay. So they obviously supplied the alcohol. And that's, they, they just like, that's their fault. But like, come on, give me a fucking break. If the kid was going to die, he was going to fucking die. He didn't die because they supplied him with alcohol. He died because he couldn't swim. So I think, I do think this, like they were wrong for hosting an underage drink, like ho hoping a part, it was a graduation party where they, you know, maybe they're like, oh, well, they graduated. It's like just once, you know, we'll let you drink, have a fucking Zima, whatever. He didn't drown. Because he was so fucking wasted. Like I, I, he said he was, was he again? I haven't read all the facts of the case. I haven't read all the cat facts of the case. First of all, I'm not blaming the kid. Okay. But learn how to fucking swim. Teach your, teach your fucking kids how to swim. I'm sorry. That's like, you need to teach your fucking kid how to swim. I will not fucking apologize for saying that you need to teach your fucking kid how to swim. It's not his fault. It's his parents' fault for not teaching him how to fucking swim. I'm fucking sorry. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. So, no, he was sober? So, they were, what the fuck then? It's not victim blaming. It's parent blaming. It's not, oh, you guys want to do this? Okay. It's not victim blaming if, you're, if I'm blaming the fucking parents. No alcohol in his system? No alcohol in his system. So, there we go. So how the fuck are you going to blame the fucking them for supplying the alcohol if alcohol didn't cause the death? It's a basic fucking survival skill. Seriously. Like, honestly, do you teach your kids how to fucking walk? Oh, no. Yeah, you should teach your kids how to fucking swim, too. I will never apologize for it. Ever. If that hurts your feelings, go read the fucking Huffington Post. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously, go go over to Yellich Cottage Tales where your feelings fucking matter or some shit like that. Anyway, people are saying he got pushed in the pool. But how? So then why? Who pushed him? Who pushed him in? And why isn't that person facing charges? If that person pushed them in the pool, then why aren't they facing charges? 
Well, I mean, is this like a Colin Albert thing? Are they covering for someone? Maybe there's more to this. Maybe there's more I don't know. But anyway, so that's my rant about that. It's a tragedy that the kid died, but teach your kids how to swim. And it's fucking stupid that this guy who is a former state police is holding a fucking party where alcohol is involved and kids are drinking, period. That's it. So I think it's horrible. But like to say that, I think it's ridiculous to say that th these people should deserve like five years in prison for that. Give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. He wasn't drunk. So how the fuck are you going to blame that on them? How, like, how are you going to blame that on them? If they, I could understand if they made him take, you know, 10 jello shots or some shit and he, he couldn't handle it. And then they fucking, one of their kids threw him in the pool and they're fucking with me. Okay. That's one thing. It sounds like a sober kid fell in a pool and he couldn't swim. So how the fuck, you know, it's insane. I disagree. I think, I, I think it's like, what else? Like, don't you think it's weighing on their conscience don't you think it's weighing on their conscience like this happened in their fucking house you think they're happy about that again i will read up on the facts of the case rachel why don't you just tell me the facts of the case like why don't you tell me the? i'll read the tell me right now i'm honestly curious of learning about it here's what i've learned so far he wasn't drunk right so okay so he was pushed so who pushed him in and why isn't that person being charged why isn't that person being charged then? Tell me. Anybody? I mean, okay. So anyway, what I do know is that it's a me Monica Cannon Grant globbed onto this story. Monica Cannon Grant. I love you too, Rachel. Uh, Monica Cannon Grant globbed onto this story, right? And she started holding like protests and shit. And then the brother got involved. Alonzo's brother got involved. And he's like, a, he's got a criminal record. He's a full-fledged ratchet, this dude. And it's like, okay, like what, like, what do you want? Like, I don't, I don't get what you want anyway. Like, would you be happy? Like they're supposed to go to jail for five years for like, that's justice to you. I think that's crazy. But anyway, they went to the courthouse today. So today they took their plea and Michael Morrissey fucks it up again. And the Dedham police, quite frankly, fucked this up badly. Another police fuck up. So Jimmy Coughlin apparently was coming out of court after taking his plea. They got like probation and community service or some shit, uh, which was really all they were going to get anyway. And so they, they take the plea. They're furnishing alcohol to minors. That was the official thing that they pled guilty to. Well, he's coming out of court and he got jumped. He got like beat up by the brother, like beaten, I guess, like by four people. And they all ran. And then I'll show you that you got to read the the Dedham police. Okay. And the Norfolk County police. Uh, okay. Let me pull this up. Maybe I'll write a blog about this. Let me pull this up over here. He's representing that racist kid who tried to drown the black kid. Does it, did this really, is there more to this? Maybe there's more. I need to learn more about this. 
So this is what happens, right? It's town of Dedham police at approximately 10:38 AM an officer in the area of Dedham district court observed and reported a physical altercation taking place in the street. Several officers already in the area along with core personnel and others intervened to stop the altercation and restore order. Coastal ambulance responded to evaluate, evaluate injured parties. Two individuals were evaluated on scene and refused transport for any further evaluation. At this time, members of the Dedham Police Department are actively investigating the circumstances. I don't see anything in here about someone getting arrested. Nothing. Nothing. So is there more to this that I'm not knowing about? Is there more that I don't know? Like, am I missing something? Because apparently this guy, uh, they were beat up. And, and we have no law and order if this happens, guys. Like, we cannot have fucking people getting beaten up on the courthouse steps. Because they didn't, one side didn't like the justice that the other, that was dealt out in that courtroom. Can't have that. And this only, see, I mean, how, how many superior courts are in this state? Like a dozen? District courts, like a hundred? This doesn't happen in any other courthouse except for Norfolk Superior in Dedham. It happens, seems to happen a lot here. Just fucking insanity in this goddamn courtroom. I've been covering this court for like five months. We had the Alyssa Delamano fucking fiasco. We had the uh, Michael Chesna fiasco. We've had obviously the Karen Reed fiasco. And now we got this shit going on there. Where was security? Security was up my asshole on May, whatever that was, July 25th. They were all over me there, bringing me inside meetings. You got to be careful. And I worked with them. Where are you for this? How do you not know that this is a, a contentious thing? And they guess people, if you can't go to court without getting your ass beat, then we don't have law and order. Like, yeah. How is he not escorted? How is he not escorted out? How do you not recognize this is coming? And I guess the dead and police, like, did you, how have you not caught the person yet? I mean, how fucking long does it take? What are you doing today? This should be a fucking priority. You can't have people getting beaten up on the courthouse steps in your town. If you do, then your police force is a joke. If you can't fucking figure it out. And, and there is no cameras. Like, there's no cameras outside the courthouse. Give me a fucking break. There's cameras everywhere. Everywhere. So, you know, but yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes people do need their ass beat, but not on the courthouse steps. Not on the courthouse steps. We cannot have that. Like it's, it's insanity, insanity. But anyway, I'm going to stop with that. Rant. I'm going to read up more on this. I promise. Um, but you can't, you can't be having that. You can't be having that. That's not how law and order is supposed to work. Anyway, back to whatever the fuck I was going to talk about. Oh, back to the trial. Okay. So let's pull this up. Motions. Who's going to argue those? So, Your Honor, there are two motions before the court that we'd like uh, to be heard on. One is the motion to uh, renew our motions to compel. I'm going to jump right to the lally stuff. Feet to the fire. We need this court to order the Commonwealth to stop trampling on my client's rights to a speedy trial and her right to due process. But it is Paul O'Keefe. Deadlines for the production of this evidence. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Lally. Ah, here we go. Yes, Here's sir. one. Okay. Uh, so, in response to counsel's motion, uh, just and I, I apologize for in response to the statement that 
uh, every piece of evidence that's been provided thus far is inconsistent Where's the with pause the defendant's button? guilt and consistent with their innocence. Uh, I would have a large issue with that. Uh, but as it pertains to these particular Where's pieces the of evidence, uh, counsel's right in that motion was filed. Counsel's right in that uh, motions were allowed uh, when, uh, as related to uh, inspection of said materials, the Commonwealth has Hold no on. issue with inspection oh, of materials okay. once they're back from the lab. Now, the last time we were before this court back in February, uh, the court had asked uh, myself to uh, reach out to the lab and see if there. No, I just want you to listen to him talk because I'm going to have to hear this in like four days, and it's going to be painful. And I want you to listen to the words that come out of this man's mouth, and try not to fall asleep. Try to understand what he's saying. Drink every time he says like email from counsel or testing delays or some shit like just listen to them there was anything that could be done to expedite the analysis i did that um spoke uh with and filed the, uh, the necessary paperwork with the lab to uh, expedite as much of the analysis that could be done at that particular time um, so at that time uh what i was uh, provided with was a deadline of uh, no later than May 5th, uh, those items, at least as far as the trace analysis and the criminalistics was concerned, would be completed and I should expect something uh, close to that date. Um, I confirmed with the lab uh, as of yesterday that that timeline is still uh, a viable one. Uh, the case is currently in technical review. Uh, so once that's completed, then we should have reports uh, that I'm able to provide to, uh, to counsel. As it pertains to the inspection and, and the return of the items from the lab to uh, the Commonwealth's well, at least the district attorney's office for the state oh, police's God. custody. One of the issues uh, that we've he hasn't said anything that is that uh, in order to facilitate some of the necessary DNA testing, oh, for fuck's sake. some of that testing would be exhaustive. And in oh, exactly. There is exhausted. a hair sample that uh, oh. was recovered from the rear right oh, the hair of the defendant's vehicle. The hair. Um, it was taken to the lab, and I was informed by the lab that any testing of that for DNA, uh, for comparative purposes to Mr. O'Keefe, uh, would be exhaustive. Uh, so on March 10th... Like what, what has he fucking said so far? So we found a hair. And we brought it to the lab. And I was told that they would be exhaustive. And then by that means, it means... So we were sent to the lab. And it was going to be exhaustive. Exhaustive. Like, dude. He hasn't said a fucking thing yet. And we're talking about a hair. Which fast forward four months later... It's not even fucking human. This is what they're doing. This is the Commonwealth's entire case. Not a turtle hair. I sent counsel a uh, exhaustive testing form uh, that needed to be filled out, whether or okay. not they want an expert present for that testing or don't want an expert for present uh, present for testing. is really immaterial, but I need some sort of authorization from counsel before the uh, the sample is subsumed during the course of testing with, uh, with the lab. I haven't heard anything back from counsel. I spoke to counsel numerous times. I sent emails. I heard no responses as far as that. So as far as the DNA testing is concerned, the delay on that is because I, I don't have anything back from counsel as far as whether or not they want okay. an expert present, who that expert is, how to contact them, and how to facilitate oh my uh, God. getting facilitate. Uh, steps of, of, of that particular testing. Okay. Uh, so that is why the... In, in, at least in no small part, why some of the items are still uh, look at, look at, at the lab <laughs> is because the testing is still yet to be completed. Look at, look at this guy. But I do hope to have the trace and the criminalistics, and I expect that uh, by next week at the latest. Yes, uh, and, again, you know, whatever deadlines exactly. uh, that the court sees fit to uh, or deems fit to put on certain things, uh, oh. as far as that's concerned, uh, is certainly 
within the court's prerogative. I don't think that we need deadlines. I don't think. Oh, we don't need deadlines. I'll just take my time as much time as we need. I mean, it's just so different because when her lawyers come up, it's like showtime. Now we're going to get, we're going to bring up the poster boards and we're going to get to the meat of the actual matter here. And then when the district attorney's office gets up, who is really supposed to be the more electric of the two, because you're representing the side of the, the victims, it gets up and they just bore you to sleep. And they're just like, so just testing is we sent it to the lab. And I don't really know what's going on with this. And we don't know and counsel and it's really exhaustive. And it's just like, does he even want to be there? And by the way, like look who's in the audience. So you got here Reddington. This is um, Jennifer McCabe's attorney. You have Krauski. This is Colin Albert's attorney. This is Connolly. This is Brian Higgins' attorney. And there's Henning, who represents all of the Brian Albert family. And there's the TikTok lady. And so, like, why are these people here if they are, I mean, who, I thought they were the victims. I thought they were witnesses. Why do they need attorneys? Interesting. We need an evidentiary hearing as it relates to it. But that's where it stands. Um, as far as the video is concerned, the video was uh, provided by the IT director for the town of Canton. Uh, there was a uh, share file that was shared. With okay. The oh, here's the, uh, the Canton library. Upon, uh, receiving that, it was uh, Trooper Don uh, who received that video, not Trooper Proctor. Uh, if I could just speak briefly as, as it pertains to Trooper Proctor, there is no conflict. Trooper oh, Proctor God. Not conflicted in this case. I, I indicated that uh, specifically in, in some of the oppositions that were filed to Rule 17. So there's been... So photograph uh, taken from a social media site, which is purported to be Trooper Proctor with one of the McCabe's children who are a witness in the case. The children, that, the child that's depicted in that particular photograph is not one of the McCabe's children. The McCabe's have four daughters. That's not one of them. It's a relative of Trooper Proctor. It has nothing to do with the McCabe's and nothing to do with this case. Dude, they just lie. He just lied. I still can't get over that. He just got up there and lied. The first time. Yeah, if I could just speak briefly. Oh, dude, he hears, he says that a lot. If I could just speak briefly, like we need something to drink every time this guy delivers a speech. Uh, so the fact that he just gets up there and lies, I mean, that it just shows that their entire case here is just made on lies. Like how many lies have we caught them in so far? Caught them in. Uh, that, those are not Jennifer McCabe's kids. Clearly they are. They, 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 they are. It's just a statement of fact. The Google search didn't happen. Clearly it did. It's just a statement of fact. It's a human hair. No, it's not. Actually, it's 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 actually not a human hair. She did a three-point turn. No, she didn't, actually. So there's that. Um yeah, yeah, this she hit him with a car and there's no damage. No, that definitely didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It's just like her taillight was broken. Was it? Can you show us a tape from the hundreds of ring camera videos between One Meadows Ave and 34 Fairview? Nope. What about the library video? It just, oh, that's just gone. It's just gone. <laughs> and that's why it's like the both sides people, they're, they're a fucking joke. Like, you're, you, if you're both sides in this one, you're not worth listening to. You're stupid. You should be mocked. And no one should ever take you seriously. If you believe both, those both sides says, no, it's just one side. That's like saying, you know, my kid, you know, I was going to give my kid pasta for dinner and vegetables, 
but then, but she wanted chocolate. She just wanted chocolate. That's it. And you know, I got to hear both sides of this argument. No, stupid. There's only one side. You're not eating chocolate for dinner. Eat your goddamn pasta and shut the fuck up. All right, back to this. Whatever conflict council believes uh, Trooper Proctor has just doesn't exist. Now, as far as the video was provided to Trooper Matthew Dunn uh, of the CPAC unit with the district attorney's office, that was then shared with Ms. Crawford. Uh, it was a, a person in our office who uh, specifically uh, who deals with uh, forensic and uh, surveillance video and type uh, evidence. It was okay. then archived on our system. Okay. Uh, Recently, uh, we reached out and spoke to the... This is him explaining what happened to the three minutes of Canton Library video that just disappeared. It was, again, listen to what he says here, but it was archived. Like, what? What does it say? Just where'd the fucking video go, Lunchbox? Tell me where the video went. This doesn't exist. Now, as far as the video was provided to Trooper Matthew Dunn uh, of the CPAC unit with the district attorney's office, that was then shared with Ms. Crawford. Uh, it was a... Uh, uh, person in our office who uh, uh, specifically uh, who deals with uh, forensic uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, surveillance uh, video and type. Uh, I like how he has to read off a goddamn notepad too. Like you haven't memorized the goddamn script yet. Is uh, as far as the video goes. So it was sent to Trooper Dunn, and then Trooper Dunn sent it to us to Crawford in the office. Like, like, I don't need to fucking hear. I don't need to know who the fuck Crawford is or done. Where's the fucking video lunchbox. It's really fucking important that we figure out what that video is. That video will determine whether or not our taillight is broken, which will make or break this goddamn case. And you're sitting up here telling us about Mer Crawford, whoever the fuck she is and goddamn done. Like I give a shit who he is. I don't care who any of these people are. Where's the goddamn tape. Where's the tape? Um, um, well, he reads off his fucking yellow manila, whatever. Oh my God. He keeps going. Like get to the meat of it. So, so he talks about, I went to the IT director and what did the IT director say? It was then archived on our system. Oh, archived on uh, the system. Okay. Recently, uh, we reached out and spoke to the IT director with the town of Canton again. That share link I tried uh, to send uh, to council. Uh, email essentially wouldn't go through. We tried to open it. Uh, Wait, okay. I don't need all these fucking details. So we tried to send the file in an email to the defense attorneys and it didn't go through. Don't need that part of the story. It's like, this guy just tells these fucking stories. I don't give a fuck about your stories. Lally. Oh, he's going to send him an email. And then the, the attachment was too big. Just shut the fast forward to the part where you fucking send it to him. Where's the fucking two minutes. It's just, this dude just talks and fucking talks and talks and says nothing. This is like, that. that is exactly what this is. This is a distraction technique. This is all this is. It's like, can I bore you to fucking sleep? He talked for 10 minutes, so I got to talk for at least 10. I got to say something. I got to make it seem like we have an actual case here. Uh, essentially, it won't open. It won't uh, open. So okay. The link expired within 30 days of. Oh my God. 60 days, if not 30 days of oh. being shared with our office. But the exact information that was provided by the town of Camden was archived uh, by Ms. Crawford, was then provided to counsel uh, at her arraignment in Superior Court, uh, as well as. What the fuck is he talking about? What the fuck is he talking about? 
If I have to, oh my God, I can't listen to this man. I, but I'm going to anyway. And you're going to fucking listen to him too. You are, oh my fucking God. With the, uh, it was a center, Maureen sent it and then it went through and uh, it was the wrong share file. And oh my God, dude, get to the fucking point, Lunchbox. I uh, was able to download it on oh my God. the Citrix file. Oh, Citrix file. Council, uh, earlier Council. this week. Uh, so what even look even look at her family is bored as shit. Their sister's life is on the line. Look at Alan Jackson's face. Just look at these people. Look what he's doing to the courtroom. Look at these faces. Bored. Life is on the line. Bored. This you know he's looking at him like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Even Aaron Rodgers over here is like, the fuck's this guy talking about? Her brother's like not even paying attention. The dad who's like worried about his daughter going to jail for the rest of her life is sitting there like, is this guy ever going to shut up? Fucking Reddington's, well, God knows what Reddington's thinking about. <laughs> He's like, what is my Viagra script coming? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. What we have is a video, what exists is a video. What we were given as a video for those relevant time frames was placed onto the onto the oh my god uh, archived within our system okay placed onto a disc okay on the disc it's on the disc provided to council is what we received. So long story fucking short, how we can sum that one up without Lally explaining it is the town of the the state police gave us a file, and we put that file on a CD-ROM because we're computer illiterate. Like it's 1998 and we're burning shit from Napster and making mixed CDs. And it was two minutes missing when we got it. So don't look at me. Like that's, that's the summation there is don't look at me. They sent us this file and two minutes were missing. And we didn't need to hear about the password or the email file was too big or you tried to send an email and it didn't go through. None of that was necessary. Just... You blamed it on the state police. Thank you. The state police sent you something that was missing two minutes. Thank you. Okay. All right. Your next motion. And notice at no point is she like, so where's the fucking two minutes? Can we get to the bottom of that? She's like, okay. So that's normal. I guess evidence just disappears in murder trials in my courtrooms all the time, all the time. Oh, yeah, and I meant the reason I brought up that whole Dedham story, the Alonzo story, is because I am a little bit worried that they that the, that they intentionally allowed that to turn into a zoo outside as like a pretext to come down harder on us on Friday. I got so like we need to be on our best behavior. We can boo all that shit. Absolutely no, they're gonna try to provoke us just like last time. Peaceful. Think Selma. That's us. We're the ones crossing the bridge. Okay. They're not going to beat us up though. They're going to try to provoke you. Do not give in ever. So, um, he, yeah, he says more. So like then they start talking. That would be Mr. Jackson. I want to get to the Google search part. What about all the other pointy bits of a human body? Oh. If someone is rolled under a car. Or rolled because in gravel because of the car. What about the shoulders? Oh, this fucking guy. Oh, shit. I recognize this guy right here. 
from Proctor's graduating class. He was in Proctor's graduating class at the academy. His name is Luke Bonin. That's he's one of the skinheads. He's there with McNamara and those other douchebags standing there like tough guys. Oh, I hope those motherfuckers show up. I got a th- couple th- couple three things to say about them. What about the knees? What about the ankles? What about the elbows? None of that exists. These are the only wounds that are confined to his right arm. Yeah. That's consistent with an animal because the Commonwealth very particularly did not ever pose that question. Injuries about the dog, about what dog existed. Reason to lie about that. A 200 pound man, six foot two, lying in the front yard on a light dusting of snow in dark clothing. Not one person saw him. We need a hair sample. We need something. And then we need the Commonwealth to give us the tissue samples that were taken at the time the tissue so that samples. they can be compared. This is vital to the defense. We ask that this, the summonses at issue uh, for the two entities that we've described, uh, that those summonses issue, our request clearly meets the Lampron standards. Number one, it's relevant evidence. Number two, we definitely need a subpoena or a summons. Uh, they will not provide the information without a court order. Number three, this information is necessary for our defense. And number four, contrary to what the common... And by the way, that's David Yannetti's sister right there. I don't think she's on the defense team, but she's at like every hearing. And she's see- I think she's an attorney too. So she's uh, extremely knowledgeable in this case. Well, too. constantly says, oh, well, this is just fishing. I think we've established this is not just fishing. We got a fish on the hook. We just yes. need the, the court to help us reel it in. Got the fish on the hook. I like that one. Uh, so there's Paul O'Keefe. Is he like, is Paul O'Keefe even listening to a word that's being said right now? Like, does he even give, like, what, on further oral argument, what do they even go for? Like, why are you even there? Regarding the, uh, the issues uh, or the, uh, the summonses surrounding the animal control and camp town clerk, if the court has any further questions. All right, back to Lally. Okay. I want to get to the Google part. I apologize. I'm almost done Lally's uh, First, I would state it's, it's an inter- interesting sort of uh, oh, straw man argument. Uh, as far as it being road rash or that the okay. Commonwealth has always maintained that it's road rash on his arm. No one has ever said that, but counsel for the defendant. Uh, as far as the injuries uh, are concerned to uh, Mr. O'Keefe's uh, right arm and right forearm, uh, they've always and consistently been described as, as abrasions uh, caused by blunt force trauma, uh, not road rash. I'm not really sure where the road rash uh, comes from. Oh, this, this smart aleck motherfucker. I don't know where they're getting this road rash thing from. Motherfucker, then come up with your own theory. Like you you called it an abrasion. What are you what, what else are you supposed to call it? An abrasion is when your your skin rubs against the surface and it kind of like peels the skin off and you sound like a incision, like a laceration. It's it's not a laceration. John, those are lacerations on his arm. Clearly, those are not abrasions. Road rash is a form of an, an abrasion. So you haven't offered a theory. So they opined that your theory was road rash from grass. So, so like, okay, so, the, so it's not road rash, Lally. So what the fuck is it? Do you have a theory? You have a theory. And by the way, the source in the DA's office that I spoke with today said that, that Morrissey, who gets drunk and just talks about this, that his, 
his theory with the arm is that it got stuck underneath the car, which is apparently that's what they're going to go with that. He, they cut the arm under the car, which sounds like you, he got run over by the car. So he got Zarnayev. He got speed bumped. That's what, that's what they're saying, which is like, no matter what they do, it's going to sound dumb. Like the best they can come up with is, is Kevin short bus, Kevin over at yellow cottage deals. His theory at least involves the head hitting the taillight <laughs> ridiculous as it may be, but yes, that is what they're going with. I've been told. What I would submit in conjunction with that, oh, is, God. Uh, again, divorcing whatever evidence uh, the defendant claims from the context of the rest of the evidence and the rest of the case. Oh God. Um, it's, What's he saying? Say something. A little peculiar and conspicuously uh, clear from, from the defendant's facts section uh, that the damages to the right rear corner uh, panel of the defendant's vehicle embedded within the bumper to that vehicle is pieces of a cocktail glass. The victim, Mr. O'Keefe, is last observed on surveillance video, external surveillance video from the water. First of all, they're not embedded. I've seen it. There's no, there's, there's no embedded. For embed, do you guys know what the word embed means? Embed is when I take a URL from a YouTube video and I put it in a blog. It's embedded in the blog. It becomes part of the blog. It's embedded in it. It's stuck in it. Like, what is the definition of embedded? Embedded. Um, the definition of embedded means an object fixed firmly and deeply in a surrounding mass. Okay, this was not embedded. This is a piece of glass. You guys got to see this thing. It's hilarious. Sitting on the bumper. After it was, it drove from Canton to Dayton and then was towed back in a blizzard. There's one small piece of glass, not embedded, sitting there, just literally sitting there. They've no, done no testing to see if it's a cocktail glass from the waterfall bar or anything like that. But that it's just fucking sitting there. Pieces of glass, guys. Uh, pro tip: don't get embedded in in bumpers. They don't. That's not how it works, folks. Like you can't embed shit in a fucking bumper. The word embedded. The the words that these people use. No, it was resting upon. Like that's the correct term you're looking for. There was a piece of glass resting upon the bumper. The hair is out the window now. That turned out to be complete bullshit. But I've seen it. <laughs> it is a fucking little piece of glass. And I'm sure you're going to see it soon, too. It's out there. Fall establishment that he left just prior to going to 34 Fairview, Fairview, excuse me, with a cocktail glass in his right hand. The same arm that's injured, the same type of glass that is then uh, recovered from the bumper uh. of the defendant's car. Oh, my God. As the court is well aware, and I just uh, stated for the record, uh, under Rule 17, uh, the defendant has the burden, uh, or the moving party has the burden to establish that the documents are evidentiary and relevant. Oh, my God. Secondly, that they are not otherwise procurable reasonably in advance of trial. He's reading off. Thirdly, that the party cannot properly prepare for trial without uh, such production and inspection. And fourthly, that the application is made in good faith and is not oh, for fuck's a general sake. fishing expedition. Oh, here we go. Uh, the issue that the Commonwealth takes uh, with the defendant's request as it applies to uh, these particular records is with number one and number four. 
Uh, the Commonwealth would submit that uh, the showing uh, from the defendant is simply insufficient uh, to establish any relevancy or evidentiary value uh, to these records. And then secondly, uh, that this is uh, the very epitome of a fishing expedition. Oh, the I can't listen to this. Uh, indication. Okay. Uh, I want to get to the Google the, search. I want to get to far it. As, uh, the, as I just stated, uh, the oh my God. epitome of a fishing expedition. Oh, my God. Language such as it could shed light or if true. Oh, God. Those uh, very words by definition uh, evince uh, the uh, the very nature of, of the... Oh, my God. How many times is he going to say, uh, uh, the events, uh, the definition, uh, uh, like, this is comical how bad this is. I mean, they, they put their worst guy on this. Then again, he doesn't have much to work with. Like, usually when the prosecutor gets up there, like, they have some passion with them. For the deceased, like John O'Keefe was murdered in cold blood by the defendant over there. She did that and then she left him to die. Like, let, let me, Lally, I could do your job better for you, man. You need to, you gotta, gotta. I, I'm team Karen Reed, but if I were to play devil's advocate and get up there, like, I could do a better job than you. I would be, get up there and I would say, Your Honor, look at that woman over there. Look at her. She's smiling. She thinks it's a fucking joke that someone's dead. Someone's goddamn dead and she killed him, that crazy bitch. Something, something. Can we get a little flair? Something. Like, just the whole presentation reeks of, I'm full of shit. I don't give a shit about this. I'm not taking this seriously. I got stuck with this one. They, they fucking threw me out to dry. I should have turned this one down. I should have just go get a job in private practice or some shit. Like, this is painful painful this particular request uh the first issue uh, would be with the time frame as it's stated within the motion it's from 2015 to present uh, i'm not sure uh why so expansive a time frame is, is needed or necessary or relevant to anything uh that is a subject matter before the court uh, as counsel uh, suggests uh, that uh, photographs of mr o'keefe's injuries suggest that he was severely beaten and left for dead having sustained blunt force injuries to That's both right. sides of his face That's as well right. as to the back That's of his right. head. Yes. Uh, that there's evidence of defensive wounds. There's a cluster of deep scratches and yes. puncture wounds yes. to his upper arm and forearm. Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, and then the defendant essentially asked the court to take the then inferential leap to these injuries, which are wholly inconsistent uh, with the injuries noted by both the emergency medical personnel at Good Samaritan, where Mr. O'Keefe was taken immediately from the scene where he was uh, his body was discovered, and from the medical examiner's finding and sworn testimony. Okay, uh, the medical examiner, uh, that idiot. Wholly inconsistent with those. Okay, I'll get to the Google part. The doctors and nurses. Uh, okay. Thorough internal and external examination of Mr. O'Keefe. Oh God. That then caused the swelling. Uh, oh yeah. So the skull caused the radiating oh my God. skull fractures uh, that she observed. Just listen to this, doctor. Doctor Lunchbox. Mr. O'Keefe's skull throughout. Okay. And that the. Uh, essentially, nowhere else for the blood uh, to go in the looseness of the oh my god uh, tissue behind oh the my eye then god. causes both of the eyes to swell. Oh, There's no evidence no uh, that Mr. O'Keefe was beaten and left for dead. There oh, was no evidence yeah. of offensive wounds. Uh, There's no evidence of any of that except for the fact that his his knuckles are all black and blue, and his eyes look like they just got beat up by Mike Tyson. Besides that, there's like no evidence, but there's tons of evidence of a uh, uh, Alexis hitting him, like you know. No eyewitnesses, no one hearing anything, no real damage to the Lexus, besides the tail light, which is fucking destroyed. But everything else is fine. But there's no, 
there's a lot of evidence for that. A lot of in embedded in the tail light and the human hair. They also got that. Th those are going to last too, right? She was specifically asked uh, those questions and testified to that uh, before the grand jury as to those injuries and, and how they uh, sustained. There's absolutely no evidence Mr. O'Keefe ever entered uh, the residence at Fairview. Uh, Besides the Apple Health data, yeah. Uh, counsel mischaracterizes uh, some other statements made by a witness, Mr. Brian Nagel, who had uh, come to pick up his uh, sister at the he residence. Characterizes uh, it. She came out, he observed that vehicle. He observed that vehicle from the entirety of the time that he's there. So he's pulling on to Fairview, Ms. Reed is coming on to Fairview in the opposite direction. Okay. Right on on a left. Okay. The operator of the vehicle that Mr. Nagel is in then uh, essentially flashes its lights and allows Ms. Reed to pull in first. So Mr. Nagel is there the entire time uh, that Ms. Reed pulls onto the street when she pulls up. Indicates that she initially pulls over to the right-hand side of the curb, then pulls the vehicle forward a little bit further. That's corroborated in testimony from a number of different people who were inside the house, as well as Mr. Nagel's sister, uh, who then uh, came out of the house. What is he even saying? To her brother uh, at the door of the truck that he was. Uh, so Julie Nagel came out of the house because that cow saw no, like by the time Julie Nagel came out of the house, the damage was done. John was beaten by them. Julie Nagel came out of the house to tell her brother that, oh yeah, I called you for a ride, but I'm all set now because she got the talk already. It was now you can't leave. You absolutely, like, picture Brian Albert letting her leave right then and there. Yeah, you can get the fuck out of here, sure. Before we go over the plan. Yeah, just leave. No. She went out there because she saw what happened. She knew what happened. And that filth, that blimey cunt is, is going to rot in hell for what she's done. And what she hasn't done, which is tell the truth. Ugh. Right. Mr. Nagel further indicated that at no point did the brake lights come off, including the center top light of the SUV that he observed in front of the house. Uh, there were no footprints outside of the vehicle. He never saw anyone exit the vehicle. No one in the house uh, reported ever having uh, anyone come inside the house. or see So where the fuck was he? Then? <laughs> seeing anyone exit the vehicle. And I'm a little confused uh, just as far as. Oh, listen uh, to this, smart Alex. Uh, listen to this shit. Listen to this. The, uh, guy's getting wise here. He gets a little sassy. Listen to this. Multiple people saw uh, Mr. O'Keefe uh, or never saw Mr. O'Keefe uh, come into the house. Or if he comes into the house and he's attacked by the dog, I, I'm just a little confused as far as is, is there, are they in the conspiracy or are these people sort of let out of the conspiracy because they say something that. That doesn't further that conspiracy. If they're all in the house, and Mr. O'Keefe comes in the house and gets attacked by a dog and then gets dragged out to the bottom of the lawn and left there for dead, then why do they all testify that no one came into the house? Because they don't want to go to jail, you stupid fuck. <laughs> why did they all say he didn't come in the house? Because that's the fucking, because that's the conspiracy, you, you moron. <laughs> he gets a little sassy there. He's just like, so, like he's being sarcastic. So let me get this straight. So if if you go in, are you out of the conspiracy? Or are you in the conspiracy? This is loud. This is what we call flavor from Adam Lally. This is the closest thing we get to flavor. Is he in? Is he out? I don't really know. Is these guys? He's making fun of the defense. He's like these guys with their crazy theories. Is, is this guy in the conspiracy? Is this guy in the conspiracy? No, motherfucker. The conspiracy is John didn't come in the house. That's it. That's fucking it. Okay? It's really not more, more complicated than that. Oh, my goodness. He, try, he tried having flavor. Go back to your cheese sandwich, Lally.
Not happening. You have no flavor. Uh, it's, it's consistent throughout uh, the entirety of all the witnesses. It's consistent with Mr. Nagel as well. It's consistent with the forensic evidence. It's consistent uh, with every piece of evidence uh, that has uh, come to light at this point. Um, and there's further statements in regards to the dog. Uh, some reported uh, incidents several months after the death of Mr. O'Keefe. Uh, the council suggests ineluctably that the, the animal was violent, prone to violence. There we go. One incident that postdates uh, this particular. Uh, and by the way, look at Henning here. Henning knows full well that the dog is violent. He knows that the dog has attacked human beings before. He gets up and says it in court on May 24th. He says that the dog never attacked human beings. They get those animal control records and it looks like it actually has. These motherfuckers just lie. There's another lie. Time frame of uh, Mr. O'Keefe's death and seems to, to, to punctuate that uh, um, circumspection. Uh, oh, God. On and on about how violent the dog is from an incident that he has no information about, whether or not it involved another animal, whether or not it involved another human, whether or not involves what exactly the incident occurred. This is simply not what Rule 17 is to be used for. That's what the case law uh, has uh, yeah. consistently held, is that it is not a discovery tool. It is based on information. Sorry, I, I, I want to find the support, which is completely and utterly. Before I hear from you on the substance, Mr. Jackson, what is the next date for? Okay. There, I'm there not is. going to hear a preview on the motion that we're. Okay. So we know that the dog is okay. the understood that, but Alan know does everything that's in the records. And the reason that we know everything at our request from clerk. And if the records don't exist, because... Just briefly, Your Honor, as it pertains to... Uh, oh, God. Commonwealth would agree that uh, tributing the cuts on Mr. Uh, like, Keith's arm in their entirety of cocktail blast would be somewhat ridiculous. That's yes. what I said. Um, I know. I, I wanted to get to the. He talked about the Google search, right? That, but just so counsel understands that as well. As it pertains to uh, Mr. Nagel, uh, what is? I just want to get to the Google part because that's what I was getting. His at. testimony is that he had the vehicle. They arrived at the residence in tandem. Apple Health data is the okay. same Apple Health data uh, that's being relied upon for the supposition that Mr. O'Keefe went inside the house. Oh. That same Apple Health data has among other. I got the wrong hearing. This isn't the, I think it might be the May 24th hearing where he explains it. Okay. So, I mean, that's even more boring when he explains the Google shit. No one knows what the fuck he's talking about then. Absolutely. No one knows. Like he starts talking about the W a L logs and all this shit. They're going to prove the Google wrong. Well, as it, and, and that was the first hearing where we heard about Katie Hyde, the hearing to cancel the hearing. That was the May 24th hearing. They talk about Jessica Hyde, a woman by the name of Jessica Hyde. Uh, and she is the big bombshell witness for the Commonwealth who claims, and this is going to be heard on Friday. No, but we had a good, we, it wasn't for nothing. We had some good laughs. We had some good laughs. It wasn't for nothing. Like we, I appreciate a good laugh. I had laughed. Um, let me uh, actually read through some turtle chats here. I haven't done this in a bit. Karen sends $25 and says, following you from Dallas, Texas, appreciate your tenacity and hard work. Them boys look good last night, Karen. They look really sharp. Hopefully we'll be ready for them in a couple weeks. Uh, thank you, Karen. I appreciate it. Um, Michael sends 20 bucks and says, sorry, I hate Bill Belichick. You know, I, I hated him in that first quarter yesterday, but then all of a sudden, I mean, dude, we should have won that fucking game. I'm so sick of the moral victories as a Patriots fan. 
we've had a shitload of moral victories in the last couple of years. Like so many, like, oh man, we're right on the edge. We're, we're right on the verge. Like, oh, it's like, I don't want to be a moral victory team. I don't, I really don't want to be one of those teams, but that's where we are right now. We're a moral victory team. Okay. So anyway, so thank you uh, for that. Michael sends 20. LL sends 10 bucks and says, Deanna loves Yanetti. <laughs> yes, she does. Thank you for all you are doing to help free Karen. Today's blog was awesome. Thank you very much, LL. I appreciate that. NDF sends 25 bucks and says, Daniel Donovan is wanting to debate again. He's in your chat. Again, Daniel Donovan can message me whenever he wants and he can come on. He goes, please entertain us and have him on the show to show some of your receipts. Thanks for all you do in this case. Again, Daniel Donovan, just email me. If you want to come on, you can come on and debate me. I'll destroy you. It'll be fun. Uh, Scott sends 26 bucks says looking forward to surrounding the axis of lies headquarters Friday with overwhelming numbers of true seekers. That's a good way to put it, Scott. I appreciate that. Kathleen sends 10 bucks and says Alonzo poke was pushed into the pool by a friend who didn't know that Alonzo couldn't swim. So who is the, I mean, I'm genuinely curious. How is that friend not being charged? And why didn't that friend jump in the pool and save him? You know, like, so they threw him in and walked away. I have questions. I don't like to just accuse people of crimes without evidence. Like we, we have evidence on Jim McCabe. I like evidence. So I'd, I'd be happy to hear that out. If, if somebody actually did that, I'd be happy to hear about that and write about that. Saga seven sends 15 bucks and says donation on behalf of troll Holomio. Will he keep his word when you're on the Netflix HBO? He did say that. So the two things that we have right now, the guarantees troll Holomio officially posted like a month ago that if I'm on a, some sort of documentary on a major streaming service that he will tap out. He will, he will quit being troll homeo. He will give up because that will be an official like loss. Like I lost, I I've dedicated my entire life to stopping turtle boy and he ends up on a major documentary. So that we're going to hold you to that troll homeo. If it comes to that, be a man of your word. And also the other one, crusty panties. We asked her, what are you going to do if indictments come? If like, cause you Colin Albert and them, what are you gonna do if they're indicted? She said she was going to kill herself. Now, I don't I don't agree with. Well, first of all, you're not going to do that and we don't want you to do that. Like so we want something a little bit like that's taking the easy way out if you do that. No, no, no. You're not going to suicide your way out of this. We need you to something. Like you need to you need to take you can't just be like, "Well, I'm going to simp for Colin Albert and then when he's indicted, just move on to the next thing." You can't do that. Nope, can't do that. So, yeah, that's that. Um, and yeah, that's a good question, Paige. Why doesn't Krusty Panties ever come to court? Krusty Panties has a lot of things to say. She's basically the only defender of them and boundless millennial in fairness, boundless millennial. And I guess now yellow cottage tails, uh, but they are, you know, the, really the only defenders of these people on the, on YouTube. Why don't they live locally? Why don't they come to court? They never come to court. Why is that? Eh, cause you, you don't want to come to court cause you know, you know, I'm going to have some questions, you know, I'm going to have some questions for you and, and you run away a lot of talk on them. YouTube streets, not much talk in person. Saga seven. So thank you. Saga seven. Um, Lally gag sends 10 bucks says trying to understand a Lally word salad makes me feel like a, having a learning disability. I hope the state gets a tax credit for his employment. It really is painful listening to him. David sends 10 bucks and said the Druid lands in Massachusetts next week. Turtle party at TD's pub in Milford on Friday. 
September 22nd, uh, till late, be there. So TD's Pub in Milford, Friday. So that's David the Druid. Uh, I've had David on many times before. He's from Wales. He's coming to the States, I believe, for the first time. And he will be there uh, at 7, so 7 p.m. So I'd like to meet, uh, I'll be there. I got to meet David in the flesh. How can I not? So, uh, so thank you very much uh, for that dono, Mr. Druid. Next one. Lunchbox sends five bucks says the cert team found three pieces of taillight, one red and one white. Becky found one. Uh, so Berkey found one red piece who found the other 35 pieces. Kind of an important bit of info to be missing. Hey, I, somebody asked me about that today too. Uh, I, I guess as the week went on, uh, Proctor kept showing up and finding more pieces. I think that's what happened or else they just took the three other pieces and like, Oh, just smash this one up. Now we got 35 pieces. Boom. Problem solved. Thank you. Uh, Snowblowy sends five bucks and says a leaf blower can find clear broken glass and six drops of blood in two inches of snow, but can't help you find a sneaker or a hat. It is weird how they could find the red light, which is, would stand out a lot was not seen, but the clear pieces of glass, the clear like glass breaks on a carpet and shit. It's hard. To, sometimes you miss the shards of it. They found all that. They couldn't find the big red pieces though, or the shoe. The shoe is the big one. They just couldn't find the fucking shoe. That's a riot. The fucking shoe. Oh, how is this happening? How is this happening? Uh, choose your adventure sends five bucks that we never discussed the medical examiner, right? Pick your own cause of death, folks. Yeah, we didn't really discuss her much on the show. It was just like, you tell, like, Irene Scordy Bellow, that's her name. By the way, she's not board certified, which I guess is a big thing. She's not board certified. So she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. It's like, she, <laughs> you ever seen that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer pretends to be the, um, uh, the movie phone thing? Like, his number is like one digit off from uh the you call up back in the day used to call up and find out what time the movies were at <laughs> and he's like hello you have reached movie line or whatever press one if you'd like to see brown eyed girl press two if you'd like to see whatever and then they would press a button <laughs> and he goes why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see that's how Irene Scorty Bello does uh medical exams <laughs> It's just like, well, is this blunt force? Is this an abrasion or is this a laceration? Why don't you just tell me the name? Why don't you just tell me what the cause of death is? Mr. District Attorney or Mr. Uh, Proctor, who's breathing over my shoulder for some reason and is here right now and Mashby doing this with me? Yeah. Like that is literally how it, it's like Kramer. She does autopsies like Kramer does movie phone. Like, that's how she does. Like, why don't you just tell me the cause of death? <laughs> and I'm not even joking. She's done this several times before. I did a blog on it. Like, it's wild how this woman does it. Like, she's just like, whatever. Whatever you want. Whatever. I, I got paid the same no matter what. Fuck it. Oh, my God. What a joke these people are. Thank you. Uh, Patricia sends 50 bucks. Thank you. Patricia says, thank you for bringing light to facts that the grand jury was very likely never provided. You're absolutely. That is an underrated thing right there. That the, the, what got people are always like, well, she was indicted by who? 
by a grand jury that only heard from Lunchbox Lally, who who is working with the witnesses like Brian Albert colluding with them, feeding them questions that they already knew the right answers to that. They had already been coached to answer. Yeah. So that's a good point. Um, and what else did Patricia say here? She says that, uh, misinformation, they were very likely were. Thank you for, Oh, I used your name. Sorry. She goes, thank you for not using my name. Uh, okay. Nicholas sends 26 bucks and says, Dr. Turtle boy, $500 dono to turtle boy and the Karen Reed legal defense fund to host me. I am yet another victim of Brian Albert's botched frame up on June 6, 2022. Albert names operation schoolhouse where the same exact high level players that killed John O'Keefe and frame Karen Reed as Rollins Hayden, certain crooked judges and dirty cops have weaponized secret courts of mass against Karen Reed and myself. Okay. Further details go to www.gottruthonsecretcourts.com. Oh, Again, he's offering me $500. I'm not taking it. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not for sale. You got it. I, I've told you this a million fucking. Stop piggybacking off of Karen Reed with your shit. I'm so fucking sick of the people that do this. Stop it. Okay. You, you could, I'm, I'm not, you can't buy me. I appreciate that, but you can't buy me. So, like, this is not your time for me to, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And you know, if you want to send 26 bucks and I'll read your website out loud, we can do that too. But it's not like, I, I let me tell you, go down this fucking rabbit hole. Don't have time. Got my hands full. Got my hands full. So anyway, that's that. Thank you. Um, also in the cash app, what do we have over here on the cash app? We have um, Alex sends $5 and says no amnesty. That's a big thing. There will be no amnesty for the people that were not on the right side of this, especially the fence sitters, especially the fence sitters. There will be no amnesty for them. You don't get to be like, well, see, I didn't say she was guilty. I said, I wasn't sure. Well, that's just as bad. That is just as bad because it's very fucking obvious. And you chose to ignore the truth because you wanted to be a douchebag. So thank you, Alex. I'm with you on that one. Shannon sends 20 bucks and says bail and money. Shut the fuck up. Daniel Donovan. And free Karen Reed. Thank you very much, Shannon. I appreciate that. Uh, Patricia sends 20 bucks. No comment, but thank you, Patricia. Daniel sends $5 and says, never apologize. Thank you. Wasn't planning on it. Um, Frank sends $5 and says, the prosecution reminds me of Mad Libs. So true. So true. Vanessa sends 15 bucks and says, thank you, Dr. Turtleboy. Free Karen Reed. Thank you very much, Vanessa. We appreciate that. Dr. Nips sends $5 and says, let's see them hairy Aries dirty debt. I do not have hairy nips. That is fake news. I do not have hairy nips. They're well manicured to be, to be very clear about that. Thank you. $5 from Tyrone. He says 2:27 AM. Google it. You got damn right about that one. Tyrone, uh, Amy sends $5 and says, guess what? Trollhomeo is a fucking loser. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate that. Um, tw yeah. Okay. Um, and then I think, uh, I think that's, I don't want to, oh, ah, uh, cool. I think that's it for that. Okay. If anyone else wants to donate, the link to the turtle chat is at the top, or you can cash at me at dollar sign uncle turtle boy, and we can do it that way. So let's, we haven't even gotten into the meat of this. We, let's talk about this. So this is a, again, they've been saying that this, 
The lallies of the world have been boring you to death talking about, well, the way the headlogs and th this says he was here at this time and this says he was at this time. And but okay, dude, he's in the fucking house. The Apple Health data said he went up a flight of stairs. There's no stairs to Karen's car. He's in the goddamn house. Also, they got Karen on video at the temple on Washington Street at what? 12, was it 1217 or 1218? They got her there. I've driven that route many times. The temple is like less, is, is probably a mile from 34 Fairview tops. You just bang a quick left onto Dedham. Go about what? Quarter mile down the road. Three eighths of a mile down the road. Take a left onto Cedar Crest. You go through three stop signs and then you're at Fairview road done. So if she's at the temple at 1217, she ain't getting the house at 1224 or 1220, whatever they're saying. Gets to the house, 1220, John arrived, maybe 1219, 1220. Walks into that, runs into the house, really. Frolics, if you will, because it's fucking cold. He goes in quick enough. Ryan Nagel doesn't see him. And then she pulls up, waits from the text. He doesn't text Tem, He's got his, he's dead. Julie Nagel comes outside. Tells, makes up an excuse. They leave. Karen's still sitting there. Karen leaves a couple minutes later. They all breathe a sigh of relief. And that's when everybody decides to get the fuck out of there. That's when Allie, uh, what's her name? Allie McCabe comes. She picks his ass up, gets his ass out of there. And it's, it's a wrap. That's it. But okay. So let's get back to this. So this is the whole, but I don't like, I don't want to bore you to death with this shit. All you need to know is see this word celebrate here. That's a big, that's a good word. Celebrate is the industry standard for extracting data from cell phones. It says right here, 227 AM, house long to die in cold. Deleted. Yes. Done. Jen's phone happened that time. End of story. We know that Nicholas Guarino is the one that handed over the phone for the data extraction, the trooper. And he didn't find any of this shit because apparently he doesn't know how to do his job or he's corrupt. And they missed all these calls. All see all these calls right here that were deleted. Explain those. Explain those. Why is she deleting it? So my question for the people that oh one defender, it's like, so these nobody disputes that these are deleted. These happened and they are deleted. So why did she delete all of these and none of these? Why? Why did she do that? Can anyone, can they explain that to me? No, they can't. They can't. They can't. So yeah, she did that. And, and by the way, this is their expert. By the way, this is their the computer genius here. Jessica Hyde. She's obviously knows more than Richard Green because whatever. But this whole time they've been telling us right? That she, her findings somehow conflicted with Richard Green's findings, except we saw them for the first time in this motion. That's right here. I don't know if you guys can see that it's a little bit blurry, but let me read it to you. It says, let's say, uh, the 227 search for Haas long to die in cold happened. It says it right fucking there. This is her report. It it's right there. They just lied to you. It's right there. 
And then at 623, when she did that how long to digest food thing, I've, I've always wondered about the how long to digest food thing. And then it just makes sense to me. How long to die? Just food. And what does it say right here? It says apple suggested term. <laughs> so she wrote how long to die and then it auto filled to just food and she hit it. And we know that this was a mistake because literally two seconds later, this happens at 623.49. At 623.51, she Googles how long tie dye and cucked. That's so she misspells it. But she's like, no, fuck, that's not the right way to misspell it. That's not the way I did it at 227. And then at 227, she writes, Hoss long to die in cold. And what does it say here? Recent web searches. So she had done that one before. That's what that means. Done. Thank you, Jessica Hyde, for confirming everything that Richard Green said. It is un deniable. So I assume this is going to be brought up tomorrow. I mean, on Friday. I can't wait. I'm like so excited for this. Also, that will be brought up. I'm guessing the hair, like if, if Kanoni does not grill them about the hair, which I highly doubt she will, then what, like how corrupt is she? Because that hair, how many times have they told us about the goddamn hair? That, oh, there's a hair, there's a human hair on it. It says right here. I mean, this isn't, this is their own documents. This is the motion to have her bail reduced. It says an apparent hair was noted on the rear passenger side quarter panel. This was the charging docks. Then, so that was used to get $100,000 bail on their May 2nd motion. It says confirm said apparent hair has subsequently 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 been forensically tested and confirmed as human hair. It's been tested and confirmed. No, it hasn't. That turns out to be a complete and total lie. It was never tested and confirmed as any sort of human hair. And we know that now because the latest motion from the prosecution says in plain English right here, the results of the DNA test. So Miss Reed was forced to retain her own DNA expert to be present for the Commonwealth's exhaustive DNA testing of this hair. So the Commonwealth is the one that tests the DNA, not the defense. Karen Reed has to pay for an expert just to watch them, to babysit them because they can't be trusted. So she has to pay out of pocket for that. The results of the DNA test established that the hair was not only inconsistent with John O'Keefe's DNA, but also was not human at all. And they claim that this woman, Maureen Hartnett, from the Massachusetts State Police Lab, she's a criminalist, they're, they're throwing her under the bus. I wonder if she ever actually said this or if they're just putting words in this woman's mouth. I'd love to get a hold of her. How can we reach Maureen Hartnett to ask her about this? We need to find this one. We need to track this woman down and ask her some goddamn questions. And, you know, 
the most egregious thing that they did though, in my opinion, was that on their recent motion that they filed on September 1st or September 2nd, whenever they filed the motion, they put in their motion again that it was said hair has subsequently been forensically tested and confirmed as human hair. When they, when they did it in May, they were just making it up. It hadn't been tested yet. But now in September, it actually had been tested and it came back as non-human hair. So they, this is what, like they knew this was a lie when they put it out. It had already been tested. And not only that, they knew that the defense knew that it's a lie and they just don't care because they have all the guns. They don't care. So what are you going to do about it? Like that, that's what they're all about. So that's that. So that's obviously a big motion that's going to be on uh, for Friday as well. The bail motion. I think she's going to win. Like I, Canoni is a, is a court appointed, a, uh, a type of attorney, right? The liberal and you know, a big tenet of liberalism is like, like end cash bail. Karen Reed is not a flight. Uh, Karen Reed is not a flight risk. Bail exists to make sure the defendant doesn't flee. Karen Reed doesn't want to flee. She clearly enjoys proving her case and having her say in court. I'm sure she doesn't enjoy this whole thing happening, but she's the only person in this that wants to talk, that wants to get the facts out there, that wants to have a discussion about this. So there's that. Also, um, the fact that uh, I assume this will be brought up that Michael Proctor interviewed five witnesses, five more witnesses he interviewed. He has interviewed, although I thought this was interesting. I do think I did notice one thing. Michael Proctor's name is on everything. All of the reports in this whole thing. He's, in, he's the center of all this. We now know that five witnesses have been questioned by Proctor since July that were never questioned previously. Colin Albert, Caitlin Albert, Brian Albert Jr., Ali McCabe, and Lucky Loughran. All of them were eyewitnesses who did not see a body outside the house. Missed the body. And all of them were in the house and never spoken to. Again, we've been over this before. It is my belief that, how did they know that Ali McCabe was there? They got the geofence. It's the only explanation. They have to have the geofence. They're bringing Ali McCabe. And they're questioning her. They have to question her now for the first time. How are they going to explain that in court? That they never interviewed any of these goddamn people. Look at the dates on when they interviewed these people. Oh, look at that picture. There's Allie McCabe. I, I swear to God, she's evil too. She's not a kid. So I can say this. She just seemed twisted when I was there. And she's Jen McCabe's kid. And she's an adult now. Like, you know, she's fucking twisted. You don't want like I guarantee you, like when you're raised by someone like Jen McCabe, that's how you turn out. And by the way, Caitlin Albert said she left at 1215. Does anyone believe that that Caitlin Albert left at 1215? That that's convenient. Everybody seemed to have left right before John got there. Everybody. So they could have plausible deniability. So the only witnesses would be the McCabe, you know, the grown-ups, the McCabe, the two McCabe's and the two Alberts. That that's it. That's the only people they want talking. Julie Nagel and Sarah Levinson kind of got tied back into it later on. But and by the way, just look at this picture. Tell me this isn't the face of evil right here. 
That is the, look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. Like, who does this guy think he is? Look at him. That is, that is evil, man. I know evil when I see it. That right there is the face of pure, unadulterated, evil motherfuckers. That dude. Evil. But. Like this motherfucker. Anyway. Um, where'd it go? Yeah, there he is right there. Proctor. Oh, you just know. Ugh. It's like, this is just like the fucking departed. Is it not? He's Matthew. He's Matt Damon from the departed. And I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it's like, and that's how it's going to work. Anyway. Um, what was I getting at here? Where's the dates on this? The dates. I thought I had the dates of the interviews on here. Of, of when he interviews them. Hold on. I, Cause I thought the dates were interesting. Oh, there they are. All right. So Proctor interviewed Colin on July 18th. That, and I told people this on Turtle Club the other night. That's interesting. Do you guys know what date was the Chris Albert freakout at the waterfall bar? Anyone know? What date was the Chris Albert freakout at the waterfall bar? Do you think he banged LG? I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. I hope not for his sake. Um, there we go. July 15th. He was inter like that's very interesting. The Chris Albert freakout at the waterfall happened on July 15th. He was Colin was interviewed by Michael Proctor on July 18th. So three days afterwards. That means he knew it was coming. And that means he had already been grand juried at that point. So he is just has like in context. Now, does that freak out not make a shit lot more sense? Now that we read this, that we know the timing of this all that happened three days afterwards. Think about this. This kid's go. You're like, your son's going to uh, be interviewed by Michael Proctor, old family friend, at least old family friend, Michael Proctor. And what are you doing? To like get ready, going down to the fucking bar in the middle of the afternoon, <laughs> going down to the bar. I can't pay my goddamn bills, but I can go and buy some shots at the waterfall. Okay. Okay. And he says, um, Brian Albert and Caitlin Albert Jr. Brian Albert Jr. And Caitlin Albert met with Proctor on July 6th. Yuri Bukaki did not interview Ali McCabe until August 25th. So that. Notice who's notice who didn't interview Ali McCabe, Michael Proctor. Don't I thought that was interesting today. I was thinking about this. I'm like, so Proctor, the last interview that Proctor did was the Lucky Lawford interview on August 10th. Why? Why did he? Why didn't he interview Ali McCabe? And you have to wonder about this rumors about the duty status hearing. And it's like, is that tied to it? Are, are they, are they finally doing something with Michael Proctor? And that's what makes me wonder about what's happening there. So that's, that's obviously going to get brought up at the hearing. Um, I, I, I've, I'm assuming there's going to be a couple more motions. Knowing, notice how, knowing how the defense rules, they like a little, uh, color commentary. Oh, and by the way, the people that thought this, um, Kevin Reddington thing, some people in the com like, What's with people being like argumentative? So Kevin Reddington 
obviously Kevin Reddington is a, uh, is a colorful character. I mean, when this is all said and done, this story, man, there's going to be some characters in the story. And, and the Reddington character is just hilarious. Like it's just, I can't believe he's real. Like he's the most well-known, arguably criminal defense attorney in Massachusetts. Like uh, attorney to the scumbags, the famous scumbags, right? Everybody gets Reddington. Of course, Lindsey Clancy's got Kevin Reddington. Of course, uh, Jason Correa got him. They all get him. Like he, I don't know when this guy has time for anything. He's got a million clients and they're all high, high profile. And he represents Jen McCabe because his daughter is friends with Jen. He's probably doing it for very cheap, if anything at all. Well, he, he likes to get drunk and write in incoherent sentences to me. And, and we saw that back in April when he called me turd boy and said I didn't want to dance with him. And then a week later when he sees me in court, he's kind of kissing my butt a little bit and telling me how much he appreciates my journalism. Okay. Maybe he's just buttering me up. But we didn't talk for a bit. And then on the 4th of July, he messages me back. And he's just like, uh, yeah. And he's like, hey, just wanted to wish you a happy 4th. I'm like, what? Is this real life right now? Thanks. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I got, he, he's been hitting the sauce again. Let's get him talking. And so I get him talking and I said, there is turd boy. You're a loser. You're a low level sensational with the blog. It's the first time you've had any real action. Okay. Your wild hallucinatory accusations against innocent people will land you in court. <laughs> Never been to court before. All right. But I'm sure you've heard that. We shall dance, my friend. You don't want to dance. Trust me. First thing he said in court was, I don't want to dance with you. So that he took that back. I still am waiting on the um the polygraph test that he says John that uh Jen McCabe took. And how funny is this picture, by the way? <laughs> is that not fucking awesome? This guy, how is he real? So this is what he messages, dude. This fourth of July exchange was wild. So he goes, I go, happy fourth. Were you there when Jen testified? Because he messaged me first saying happy fourth. Were you there when Jen testified in front of the grand jury? No comment, my friend. I'm sure you understand. And then he po I posted that video of my bucket list with my kids. And he's like, I thought your bucket list post was amazing. Anytime you want to talk mano a mano, as they say, LOL. <laughs> Does the LOL in? Let me know. No recordings. Just two guys shooting the shit. And then I don't respond right away. And because I don't respond right away, he goes, did you block me? Kevin, the fact that you can message me means I didn't block you. How are you the most expensive defense attorney? Like what? <laughs> what is happening right now? It gets matter. He's like, serious. I'm kind of shocked at that. BRU. What does that mean? Is that supposed to be bro? Do you spell bro wrong? I thought we were bros and you block me. I'm hurt. And by the way, I don't drink bro. So the, then he, so I've, look at all the extra spaces and then he hits the enter button. So capital, the boozy shit is really a bit odd. Yeah. You seem real sober, Kevin. You seem really sober. And then he, then he ends it with, Sorry, 
I'm sure I'll be criticized. It's like he sobered up and he's just like, oh, no, they're going to use this for content. He's going to use this for content, isn't he? <laughs> I'm sure I'll be criticized. <laughs> but it got better. He really likes me, though. And I kind of like him, too, to be perfectly honest with you. I like him. Because he commented on my page and he's just like, he tells me that Canoni is not going to get herself out of there. That there's no conspiracy. That she's actually a good judge. And then he's like, yeah, Judge Canoni, no, she will not be in there. But then she was. So I was right. So that showed me that like even Reddington recognized that like that's out of the ordinary for her to tap herself back in there, that that's out of the ordinary. And then he says this to me, you do a great job, much respect. You created Karen's innocence, no one else created and showed. And some people in the comments have been like, I don't see where he's saying that Karen Reed is innocent in there. Created. He's just saying you created her innocence. Like you made it up. Created and showed. And showed her innocence. So this is very big, I think. This is underrated. It doesn't mean anything legally in a court of law, obviously. But here you have the attorney for Jen McCabe saying to me, an award-winning journalist, who is not friendly to his client saying that Karen Reed is innocent, that I showed that she was innocent, which by default means because John O'Keefe's dead, that someone killed him. And if it wasn't Karen Reed, then he had to have been killed inside the house because it wasn't lucky law for either as much as they'd like to pin it on that guy, but he was killed inside that house. And Jen McCabe, his client, was inside that house. De facto, what he's telling me here is my client is guilty, is involved in covering up a murder. That so like and some people in the comments are like, well, is he he's not actually saying she's innocent? Uh, what do you think he's saying? Do you think this is normal behavior for defense attorneys to just get a little sauced up and message Turtle Boy and be like, Yeah, so you're fucking right about everything, dude. <laughs> you're right about anything. I mean, I like him. He seems like a nice guy. I'm not going to lie. I like him. I think he's, he's, it'd be cool to hang out with. There's just a little conflict here. Obviously he asked for my help on the Lindsay Clancy case. And I'm like, I don't know what I can help you with that. I, I wrote one story. Uh, that was the hardest story I've ever had to write about that case. Uh, my heart breaks for Patrick Clancy. And in a way, my heart breaks for Lindsay Clancy's mother and father who have not only lost their grandkids, but have lost their daughter. Like, Oh, what a horrible story, horrible story. But I don't know what his plan is. Like, I don't know what the plan is for Lindsay Clancy. Like she can't be free. She killed three kids. She killed the three kids. Like the, I think you can have empathy for Lindsay Clancy while also recognizing that she can't just be free. She's, she's guilty. I mean, of some, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what the answer to that is. It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. Um, but you know, she's dangerous. You know, she, she's like, as long like, I think an illness took over her brain. Obvious. Like she was a loving mother, man. And something just snapped. And a lot of women enjoyed that blog that I wrote. Cause they, they're like, that could be any of us. Like it, the different, somebody put it best to like, the difference between me and Lindsay Clancy is luck. I think that's the difference. And she's a fucking doctor. Yeah, she was the one that jumped out the window and tried to kill herself. 
And my first thought of when that happened was I felt bad that she didn't die. I'm like, oh, she lived. Oh, not that I wanted, like, not that I'm like, wanted her to die from a vengeful point. I wanted her to die for her own sake because that's fucking hell. Like, oh my God. And I think about like, just, I think about her poor husband sometimes and man, it's just tough. And by the way, Helena Rafferty, you guys see the tweet that she did? Look at this shit. This one. Oh, I hate, I hate Helena Rafferty. Oh, I hate her. She's such a snot nosed little, oh, like this is what Helena Rafferty wrote, the chief of police in Canton. She's obviously got negative things to say. Oh, what's she saying here? Yesterday, I received an email from a concerned citizen related to the, and I quote, horrendous threatening posts on this site, asking me to address the issue as she is worried about how it might, may incite people to act moving forward. Let me make one thing as crystal clear as possible to, as I continue with my comments to our residents. I embrace the fact that we live in a country where people can have different viewpoints. Yeah. I respect everyone's right to voice those viewpoints, viewpoints under the First Amendment. I can appreciate that some people have questions on the O'Keefe case based on the limited information they have seen thus far. However, what I cannot accept is witnesses. Let me repeat that. Oh, God. Witnesses. Witnesses. These are residents who have not been charged with any crimes, being bullied in their homes, oh, at their children's games, or on vacation, all under the guise of the First Amendment. The guys. This is a really slippery slope. No, it's, it's not. allowed to continue will cause a rapid decline in the amount of people who would ever step forward to be a witness in a case. Yeah, like no one's ever going to step forward to frame an innocent woman for murder again if we allow these peaceful protests in town. How will we... We can't even frame someone for murder in this town without a, a somebody a rolling rally coming through here. What the fuck? I miss the good old days. We could just frame people and without the stupid first amendment coming into play, but this is what she actually wrote on my page. Where'd it go? Like somebody pointed this out today. This is on, under my blog about Patrick Clancy and his statement that he made. God bless that man. It says great, humane and thought provoking insight. This is before I ever wrote about her town. She thought I was thought provoking and insightful. And she's also, you know, has a lot to say about the Tyre Nichols thing. This, this was wild. She says about Tyre Nichols, the guy, that, this is Tyre Nichols, the guy right there. Looks a lot like John. He got beat up by five cops and, and died. And they're all arrested for that. And he looks just like John did, like almost exactly. But, you know, obviously that must have been Alexis. Like, I guess those five cops and... Memphis should go free, which by the way, that story disappeared real quick, huh? Once they saw that all five of those cops were black, CNN's like, well, that's enough of that story. I'm getting, <laughs> we got nothing to work with here. I'm out. <laughs> that was crazy. When they paraded the five cops out, they're like, not even one of them can be white. You can't even give us one guy, white guy to crucify. And there's like five black guys are like, well, all right, on to the next one. On to the next one. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm not testing 
don't make excuses for these psychos for what sake? I'm not making excuses for anyone. Um, so see the agonizing vi video depicting the vicious beating and subsequent murder of Tyre Nichols, by the way, subsequent murder of what have who's been convicted? Like what? You know, she didn't she say earlier we can't write inflammatory things. We should let things play out in the court of law. She's really hard. Like she wants to prove. Like I'm one of the good cops. I'm one. I'm not like those dirty cops in Memphis. Fuck those guys. Those are bad cops in Memphis. Yeah, it's really easy to say because they're not coaching your kid's little league team. Like you got dirty cops in your town too, sweetheart. One of them is named Kevin Albert. You also got Michael Proctor. He's not yours, but he lives in your town. Another one's named Brian Albert. He's not yours, but he lives in your town. But you do have many on your department, like Michael Lank, who's dirty as fuck, the fixer. Lank, the fixer. Or any of these other scumbag cops. Seraph, Mulaney, anyone who was there that day and, and saw no taillight and is keeping their goddamn mouth shut like a coward. They're all scumbags. All of them. Anyway, she says, as a mother, now by those folks who took an oath to protect and serve, shocks the conscience. Oh, she's shocked and defies everything the profession stands for. As a mother, I am saddened and heartbroken for Taya's mother, and I echo her sentiment, where was the humanity? As a police chief, I am nauseated and infuriated. Are you really? By their abhorrent actions, as they have only served to further erode the trust earned by the righteous officers that I interact with daily. I want to fucking laugh at that now in hindsight. I want to laugh at that. The trust in that your officers have that your officers, your officers have earned no trust. The cowards of Canton, not a single person in that department has the balls to speak out there. Every single cop in Canton is guilty as far as I'm concerned for not speaking out about this. And this one cop that Sean in the Gulf, says has been saying for like five months is going to come out spoiler alert. He's not, he's never going to say anything. He's never coming forward. That guy that Sean, I love Sean, but the guy that Sean says is coming forward. Uh, spoiler alert. They're never coming forward. Okay. It's not going to happen. None of these cowards are daring. Like they're all pussies, man, Put they're pussies. Like, what do you, what's not to get about this? These are pussies with badges. That's all these fucking people are. Oh, such cowards. All these cowards, they were earned. Yeah, like the cops in Memphis somehow disgraced the good name of Michael Lank. Oh yeah, it, it's their fault. It's their fault he has a bad name now. Or it could be the fact that, you know, he arrested the La Palata brothers and cost the town a shitload of money on some bullshit. Yeah, there's that. But, all right, why don't we uh, uh, read a couple cat uh, donos here. We got one turtle chat from Maureen says yellow cottage tail animation video brought back memories of MR bill. Oh no, Mr. Bill, the cocktail glass. Keep up the good work. I don't get the reference, but I appreciate that. Nonetheless, uh, over on the cash app, we got Nicholas Fiorillo sends nine 11 says my truth frees Karen Reed. I was framed by Albert too. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Alex sends $5 and says, who do you think is the biggest boomer in this case? Ooh, that's a good question. The biggest boomer. Uh, I mean, Reddington's up there, but I feel like he's a little bit hipper. He calls me bro. So that's not really boomer-esque. 
Morrissey's kind of a boomer because he's just so oblivious to what is happening in the social media world, uh, revolving all of this. Um, Lally is my age, but he acts and carries himself kind of like a boomer. Like the hippest guy in this, the, the technologically hippest person in this story is Alan Jackson. And he's like 60. <laughs> he don't look it, but he's like 60. And, and that guy knows the technology better than anyone. And that gets wild. And Richard Green, the forensic expert for the defense, is like 70. <laughs> he knows this shit better than anyone. So biggest boomer, uh, I'd have to say Morrissey, I guess, would be my answer. Long story short. And, and, and Auntie Bev is somewhat of a boomer herself, too. Definitely. Okay. Um, if anyone else wants to donate, click at the link at the top for Turtle Chat. Or you can cash at me a dollar sign, Uncle Turtle Boy. Until then, I'll take some questions. You guys have any questions? Fire away. Um, oh, yeah, Connolly. Oh, Connolly's a good boomer, too. Connolly's definitely a good boomer. John Connolly. <laughs> He's so fat, too. I'm looking at him. Oh, there was a ceremony at the Cannes Fire Department for 9-11 today. Chris Albert was there looking like an asshole. Oh. <laughs> uh, lot of lot the ladies love karen's attorneys they're they're very popular in the comments they're very popular in the comments i really do have a photographic memory how do you think i memorized that entire thing how do you think i memorized that still waiting on that call I still can't believe these motherfuckers pursued a wiretap and bullshit in a murder investigation. Like that was their concern. That's still wild to me. Oh, I saw that the governor of New Mexico is just like, fuck the second amendment. Uh, it's not going to play out well for her in court. The fact that these people still go to public defense is literally, it really is. It, it's just, they're so arrogant, but they, they are, at least they're on edge. They are constantly on the lookout for me now at these events. I'm fucked. Like when I heard today that Adam Lally comes into the Norfolk DA's office on the verge of tears, like, oh, oh, made me so happy. You're right. The characters in the story are insane. It's like too good to be fictional. It really, like, it will, it's going to be wild when it's all said and done. Yeah, that's true. Gemma came deleting that. That was a bit of a boomer move of deleting the, the stuff from her phone and then handing the phone in. That was a bit of a boomer move. But again, they all knew that they were going to be comfortable. You know, do you think Wendy hates Karen because of Alan Jackson? All she, I think she hates Karen because of David Yannetti because she used to work with David Yannetti and you didn't clapped back at her one time. He, had, he doesn't tweet very much, but he had, he just fucking burned her. I retweeted. It was great. And she didn't respond to that. But ever since then, she's been like, how her lawyers should be disbarred and she's going to sue them. Like she's blaming it all on her lawyers. Like in her insane, like when Karen's in prison for the rest of her life, getting gang raped, let me talk more about Karen being gang raped over and over again. And yeah, it's going to be from her lawyer's fault. Like she's so jealous of them because they're so much more successful than she, they don't have to like dry beg to get on court TV. Like that's literally what her life is. is like dry begging to go on her and Kofi day for two in the same. Uh, because it hasn't been made public yet. It, they, it has the Collins interview has to be put in a motion. 
But I bet you it's a doozy. I can't wait to read the Colin one. I'm just getting back. Uh, time and location, Friday, 7.30, Norfolk Court, Court. I'll be there like 7.15. Who am I kidding? I'll be there. Do you block me? For, did you block me, bro? <laughs> did you block me, bro? Trot is a bit of a boomer too, but he seemed like in control. I think he's a shysty one, that guy. I think he's a shysty individual. Trotta. Do you two call it different color eyes? Nah, I got beautiful blue eyes, actually. Do they, why, do they look different colors? I don't want to look like Morrissey with one eyebrow above the other. wonder if Brian Albert made Jen Hander the phone. You know, when you think about it, all of their communications, like they, these people have to communicate together, right? They're not meeting under some bridge or using the Pony Express. Like everything they did is documented somewhere. All of their conversations. Yeah, she's like, she is kind of like the crusty panties the Turtle Boy Wendy is. Very much so. Very much so. Like, obviously jealous and can't hide it. Doesn't do a good job hiding it. Oh, Wendy. Yeah, Wendy's an underrated boomer, too. Wendy is a very underrated boomer in this whole thing. Just her. And Kofendafer is, to an extent. Like, a lot of them are. Well, thank you, Frankie. I appreciate that, sir. Um, do you think we blocked off from the courthouse? No. Absolutely not. How can they do that? They can't do that. But uh, when the FBI indictments come down, do you think there'll be a defense fund started for that? <laughs> good luck. Good luck raising money for that. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they can hire David Yannetti and Alan Jackson. I don't know. Is there something in Taunton Friday? Yeah, if it's sold out, though. The, if you didn't get a ticket, I'm sorry. They sold out for the Star Drive-In Theater. Okay. When will they dig up the pool? That's a good question. I think, I think, I think I know what's, I think I know what's, I have a new theory about the pool. You know what I think is in that pool? Not floors. Not dead dogs. You know what I think is in that bottom of that pool? Cell phones. I think cell phones are at the bottom of that pool. I think cell phones are at the bottom of that pool. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because they, fought, they, they filled in that pool a week after a motion asking for their cell phones. I think cell phones are at the bottom of that. I think that's where they are. I think they threw all the fucking cell phones in there. That's what I think. Because, I mean, even if you dug it up, it would be hard to find them. Whereas the flooring, they'd find that, you know? But. All right, guys. Um, yeah, like the Q and... Oh, let's just say Krusty can hold a Q&A session for the MOA defense. She'll raise tens of dollars. Yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Uh, feds indict before Friday. Your guess is as good as mine. I, I would say I thought it'd be this week or next week. The, not necessarily an indictment. I'll take an announcement. I, I will settle for an announcement. Oh, the Jets won? The Jets won, huh? 
How about that? Buffalo, huh? They got the Buffalo has, I think, the Raiders next week. The Raiders are going in one and out. Buffalo will have a bounce back week next week. Wow. A, a punt return. Wow. That's interesting. All right, guys. Um, so I missed the end of that game, but it's okay. I spent some time with you guys. I love you guys. And uh, I hope to meet a lot of you guys on Friday or Thursday. Uh, but Friday, uh, I'm going to meet most of you guys. And uh, we will see you all for the next episode of Turtle Boy Live, I guess, on Saturday, right? We'll see you Saturday for that. We'll see you for Turtle Club Wednesday. And we'll see you on the Chrissy Mayer Show tomorrow night. Peace, Turtle Riders. <laughs>